When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
And welcome back, boys and girls, for another special edition of the Michael Deacon Program. And oh my. Oh yeah. Today is a very special show with some familiar faces that you haven't seen or heard here in a rather long time. I think the last time we had on our special guest was way back in 2016. I'm sure you figured out by now if you haven't read the description, but yes, Daniel makes his return here on the program live and direct. Matter of fact, let's bring him right on in here. Yes, let's kill the goddamn music. Yes, let's get rid of that. That would help. That would help. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only Daniel. And I believe Daniel is ready to go. What's going on, my friend? Hi. Hey, now. There he is. There, hey now. there he is. There he is. Good to see you, Daniel. Or hear you, rather. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited. Crazy, right? Yeah, I was just practicing my Howard Stern hey now. Ah. Daniel, by the way, you haven't been here live since 2016. Holy shit. Ooh, yeah, I've uh, lost quite a bit more hair since then. You lost a lot of hair, gained and lost weight, I'm sure, all that. Yeah, mostly gained. Some COVID, some COVID pounds there? So I'm fatter and I'm balder. Fatter, balder, and um, improved. Definitely, definitely. While my body has declined, my mind is as sharp as ever. Well, at least you look better than Celine Dion right now. Ooh, ooh, you had to go there. She's wasting away, Daniel. She looks like a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, yeah. What's going uh, on there? Definitely. She was a great singer. It's it's sad to hear what is happening to her. It's uh, similar. Well, I guess it's not similar to, what's her name? Uh, Christy Teigen? One of those, yes, I, I think that's who you're referring to. I think I know the that woman, but yes, what is going on with Celine Dion, though? Did she stop drinking blood? Uh, that's that's got to be the prime suspect. I mean, these <laughs> yeah. people. Oh, I'm sorry, Chrissy, not Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, yeah, right. Yeah, the one who was going on uh, Twitter and making all those jokes about pedophilia. That was disgusting, but it seems like celebrities are very much obsessed with pedophilia. They love to push that agenda on all of us, but that's not why we're here totally. I mean, we're here to talk about Howard Stern for a while here. Amongst other things, we'll get into other fascinating discussions here. We will talk about... You know, other folks out there, you know, we'll talk about Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. We'll go all over the place here tonight. But All nerds. Yeah. All nerds. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. And a uh, shout out to all of you in the chat room right now, by the way. I'm seeing some very old school names, by the way, here, Daniel. Oh, really? Shout out to all the people in the chat room. All the old school folks are here. I love that. I'm glad they have found us. You know, I was kept away from youtube for a while daniel oh yes um, you I've know how that goes problems with youtube myself it seems to be going to shit yeah it's been going to shit for a very very long time and i'm surprised that the show's still on here youtube was once one of our main 
driving platforms and since then it has certainly declined i don't really focus on it that much these days you really shouldn't i mean no one really should eventually youtube will get knocked off permanently by another uh, much better sort of um, platform not rumble the rumble's kind of ghetto still and so is BitChute. yeah the thing about BitChute is i if it was set up better i would broadcast on BitChute exclusively but they don't allow you to stream on there so i'm unable to make that a primary platform right BitChute, rumble all those places odyssey i mean it all it's all very ghetto to me compared to youtube here that's one thing i am thankful for though youtube is actually rather functional unlike the rest of the competition yeah unfortunately Shit. i have to stream onto youtube which is a little bit annoying but hey it's uh it's good for uh, at least having a place to stream to it's just i haven't broadcasted for several weeks because of uh, youtube penalizing and censorizing me they did something to your penis yes <laughs> they chopped it off along uh, with my balls uh, i see well you were in seattle so i could understand that but uh daniel you know i gotta be honest you know i missed you so much daniel i'm glad you're here again it's like old times again i'm looking at all the names and i'm like uh, getting all nostalgic i feel like it's a saturday and uh you know it is a saturday yeah including the technical difficulties oh yes very reminiscent of the old days all those times were pushing buttons and nothing's fucking working um history is repeating itself all over again and I do want to make a very important announcement here, by the way, to all of you out there. Um, I know all of you really liked, you know, Mike Hideous, but he's being replaced today, by the way. He's gone. Maybe permanently. I have some bad news. Um, Daniel, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this, but um, our boy Mike Hideous went through a serious accident just yesterday. He... You know, I've been talking to him and he seemed rather depressed and, you know, I believe he shot himself, Daniel. With a gun? With a gun, yes. I'm not joking around. I'm adding the serious music, but he did shoot himself last night and attempted suicide. Just wanted to let all of you guys know the man pretty much shot himself for real. So, you know, hopefully he recovers, but until then... We've got Daniel here. Wait, wait, wait. He really tried to commit suicide. He really tried to commit suicide. It's a shame. Oh, boy. That's that's terrible to hear. I was it hoping is. to hop on here and talk to Mike a little bit, but apparently, uh, apparently tragedy has struck. Tragedy has struck, and now he's in the hospital, Daniel. It's quite sad, and I don't even know what to say. It's crazy. Yeah, that's really sad to hear. Mike is a tremendously good guy. I was when I heard that he was your co-host on your show. I, I that made me feel very happy that he was, you know, so much integrated into the fold and participating in this type of program. And to hear that things are going so tragically, that's that makes me kind of wish I could have talked to him. Maybe I could have cheered him up, but maybe that's putting too much on myself. I don't know. You could have changed his life, Daniel. Yeah, that's uh, I I remember um, he he had health issues and you know he he had certain um, depression and stuff like that. I can relate to that. I, I've certainly had my 
share of uh, depression over the years. I mean, who doesn't, right? What if I told you I was lying? God, oh, jeez. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> he didn't shoot himself. I was joking. Don't worry. Don't call the cops. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, like, the, boy, you did not sound very caught up about it, and I, I suspected, but, uh, you that know, was pretty I, good, I right? play along. Yeah. I think some people were crying in the audience, by the way. I think that uh, I just got Richard Christie'd. You did. Now I'm going to have to make a fake apology like Sal did. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, Howard <laughs> is a sucker. Uh, so good to see you, Daniel. I missed you. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, yes, today we will be talking about one Howard Stern... And, uh, oh my God, we have lots to discuss here and Mike's okay. other celebrities He's just taking a week off. Mike's okay. Don't worry, folks. It's okay. You don't have to cry. Mike is going to be back eventually. Don't worry. He's just on assignment. That's all. Cause I never sent him my CD cases to get signed. I, that was on my list. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have to do that for you. He will autograph those by the way. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So first, before we even start this off, Daniel, I, I do want to tell you and everyone else that, you know, I'm a big fan of Howard. I, I've always been a big fan of Howard Stern. So Sirius, uh, Sirius XM, don't strike us or anything, by the way. We will talk somewhat positive before we get kind of negative. At least I'm going to get kind of negative. And I have a personal story to tell you uh, about in regards to one Jackie Martling, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, Jackie. Yes. We will talk Jackie here in my personal experience with the old man. And he is quite miserable in his old age. I got to be honest. He kind of always has been. Oh, well, yeah, but ooh, when he's not on the show, you should you got to hear him. Oh, some darkness. Yeah, he, you know, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> he was always an asshole. Well, he was a real asshole when I talked to him. Oh no. Yes, but let's let's put it this way. Bob Levy was a lot nicer than one Jackie Martling. Bob Levy is underrated. He's uh he's definitely one of the more talented uh stand-up comics that has been on the Stern show. He's not too awful. I, I would say he's pretty decent, actually. And uh, Jackie yes. wasn't really, I mean, forgive me, Stern fans, you'll probably agree with me, actually, but Jackie wasn't really the best stand-up comic. It was it, the fact that he wasn't funny as a stand-up right. was what was funny about him. <laughs> yes, his uh, lack of actual stand-up comedy magic has never been there did you ever hear his full star search appearance i have <laughs> trust me i've heard it all i've heard a lot of uh, jackie enough to make me sick by the way yeah yeah and a lot of his stuff is uh, very racist as well oh yeah a lot of a lot of old school stern stuff is racist you know a lot of uh, the younger kids want to see him get canceled by the way Yes, that is a problem that he has had, yet he seems to remain unscathed despite the fact that he probably deserves to be canceled more than anybody. He's rocked blackface, he's dropped the N-word multiple times, I mean, 
He's abused Robin. He's abused Robin. He's abused a lot of uh, female talent. But he's I mean, I'm not, from... you know, I'm not judging him though. I mean, that's what he was. Uh, he was out of his mind back then. That's why. Oh yes, he was very much out of his mind, and I think I was out of my out of my mind as well for ever emulating his behavior. You were out of your mind for sure, Daniel. Definitely, I'm still out of my mind. You still kind of are, but that's okay. That's why we all love you and. Shout out again to all of you in the chat room there. I'm seeing all these old school names out here. And I see that. I see you too, Lilith. Kind of like George Senda. Yes, very much like George Senda. Out of their mind uh, all the time. All the time. Uh, but yes, we have always enjoyed and loved Howard's show. But somewhere along the way, he got lost. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you said that because, you know, when we were planning the show, I was kind of thinking along the same lines. I wanted to say that, you know, even though we may be being a bit negative about Howard, I, I am a fan and I, I do acknowledge that he is a genius at what he does. He's just a very three-dimensional character and with the good comes the bad. That's right. That's right. Born in Queens, New York City, by the way, all of you NYC fans and uh, folks that live out there all grew up listening to this man. And uh, I believe he was born uh, in 1954, by the way. Yes, he was born pre-1960s. I always think of him as somebody that in a way, even though he was a kid, he embodies that era. He sure does. And he's got some really dark hair, by the way. <laughs> some some very dark hair plugs. Yeah, some very, very questionable hair plugs there. I mean, I've never seen a Jew with that uh, sort of hair. Yeah, and if you look closely, it doesn't seem to connect to his head. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And I'm not saying <laughs> I haven't seen a Jew with, you know, the afro, the curly hair. That No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I've never seen a Jew of that age with such dark hair. And what's also kind of funny about that is throughout most of his early career, even though he is very adamant about being a member of the tribe, he would actually semi-deny it. He would say, oh, I'm only half Jewish. That's right. He used to sort of downplay it for a while. Yes, yes. And he wasn't really... He, he often talks about, his, you know, a big part of the Stern mythos is the fact that he was heavily bullied as a kid. But in reality, he grew up in a very affluent area and his parents were, I wouldn't say they were rich, but they were definitely higher tier middle class. Right. He wasn't exactly as poor as he likes to uh, lead on. And uh, like you, Daniel, I, I've been listening forever, but during the whole lockdown era of that show it got really bad and i had to check out oh yeah that's the same exact same thing happened to me i actually got a serious subscription for the second time the first time as you i'm sure you remember was back when you know we used to hang out on bell gab and uh art was art bell sorry was another great radio broadcaster was starting to broadcast on Sirius and a lot of us were very excited to hear him again and we all know how that turned out so that was the first time I had a Sirius subscription and then I got another one 
to exclusively listen to Stern. They lowered the price, at least for the online only service where you used to have to pay like 16 to 20 something dollars. I was able to get it for like, I don't know, 12, 13 bucks. But then eventually I decided, hey, that's 12, 13 bucks that I could use for something else like Disney Plus or HBO Max or or just to buy some toilet paper. Right. Right. Yes. Rest in peace to uh, all the Bell Gap, by the way. And rest in peace to Art Bell, by the way, too, now that uh, we mentioned his name. Yes, definitely. Shout out to all the Art Bell fans out there, along with Howard Stern. Art Bell is probably one of the biggest, well, he is. He is the biggest radio influence that I've had influence me. What a different time. What a different time. You know, I, I am always proud to say that, you know, Stern was someone that I've always liked and... I didn't, I'm not going to say I wanted to be like him. I can't even say his show influenced my show. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this to anyone, but the show that I actually was more influenced by, and I had been honest with this since the beginning, was the show Loveline. Yeah, that was a very popular show, and um, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Dr. Drew and, and Corolla, yes. The- Yes, thank you. Adam Carolla, who is uh, who has been on the Stern Show many times and is, I believe he was on, it was called The Man Show? Yeah, The Man Show. Yeah, another very popular show. So Adam Carolla is a pretty big broadcaster. And if I am correct about this, I believe he has one of the bigger podcasting audiences. He probably does, but I got to admit to you and everyone else, I'm embarrassed to even say that because uh, Dr. Drew is terrible and Adam Carolla, I don't really like him at all in these days either. He's also changed a whole bit. He was kind of after that arty chair for a little while. Was he really? I kind of forgot about that time. Oh yeah, he was hitting around. He was definitely after it. He was going on Stern and asking to go on. I think he had his eye. Oh, he tried to muscle his way in, huh? Yeah, I think he would have been a decent fit, only that... I think he probably would have been a little bit too pushy with Howard as far as getting himself airtime, but who knows? I'm just thinking about what happened between him and Danny Bonaducci, yeah, where they did not get along. Danny Bonaducci, uh, Bonadouche, Bonadouche, yes, Danny Bonadouche from your great hometown, I believe. Uh, he, yeah, he's not originally from here, but he moved here in order to do a radio show and we've had him kind of in the mix ever since. And he lives around here and he talks about local stuff and uh, it's, I guess it's better than nothing. Better than nothing. It's another terrible morning drive show. I imagine. It's all right. It gets pretty freaky. Like he, <laughs> there's this, there's this woman he broadcasts with named Sarah and like a big part of the Fridays is, something called where Sarah's beaver and Sarah's beaver. At first I thought it was completely disgusting. You know, she's talking about her vagina obviously, but eventually yeah. I started to uh, get into it and get addicted to that particular program. So sometimes I make it part of my morning drive. All I heard was I got into her vagina. <laughs> what? That's all I heard. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My, my mixer was screwing up. I wasn't getting both channels. Can you hear me? Okay. Now I hear you fine. Okay, good. You're good. good. You're good. Excellent. Yeah, it's a it's a decent morning show. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he has some celebrity. He seems to have mellowed out quite a bit. 
he is kind of a perverted bastard. I think that might be the stern influence. Right. But it's one of the better shows. But keep in mind, this is local radio. So this is not going to be yeah, you're on not, the same level. <laughs> yeah, you're not really pushing. You're not really putting the bar up that high. Exactly. Yes, the bar is rather low. And, but uh, it's funny when he talks mm-hmm. about like he, he wanted to like knock out Greg Brady and stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that stuff is pretty funny. And by the way, Asuka Langley says, no, Art was the guy with huge tits. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, there, there I, I think he's referring to a photo of Art Bell when he's sort of like, you see, you know, some of his body and he's throwing up like a thumbs up. And he kind of, you know, has the, uh, you know, like his boobs are kind of uh, dropping there. Well, you might have been older the, and you put yeah. on weight and your testosterone yeah. drops. It happens. Everyone's tits are going to be sagging uh, when they get older. But, you know, this is kind of interesting that we're bringing this up because this phenomena of sure. like a big radio broadcaster or uh, a big name having a community centered around themselves and their life. And then all of a sudden, everybody on the community starts to hate this person, yeah. which is very reminiscent of Stern Fan Network and uh, Belgab, of course. They were both communities where <laughs> yeah. they kind of hated the person they were focused around. Yeah, the, like Reddit. Yes, another prime example. There's a lot of anti-Howard stuff on reddit isn't that great though isn't that funny it's funny like i was originally one of these people that would go online and say what's wrong with you people you need to get lives why would you spend your time talking about this person you're not a real fan but right slowly and slowly i started to become one of these toxic sort of stir you became a little shithead i became a little shithead i don't blame you i mean it happens to the best of us it happens I've, i've spent quite a bit of time making fun of Howard and I don't know why I do it, but it just seems to be a thing over there. Everyone seems to hate him over there on his uh, subreddit for whatever reason. Uh, well, I understand all the reasons and we'll, we'll get into that here as we go along this uh, vortex that we are currently in here, not the Benji vortex, but we got some Benji to play for, for you, uh, especially the clip with him and um, what, what's her name? Oh no, not her. Yes. Her Daniel. Oh, you you would you would be talking about um, yes, Miss Hordana. No, no, no. I didn't want to waste your time with that. Oh, good. She's pretty irrelevant here. Good, good. Yes. Let's not bring up that beast. I was uh, referring to Anna Nicole. Mm, mm. Yes, one of the more major piece of shit segments from. Our beloved Howard. Yes, a lot of the uh, Gen Z out there, they're trying to get uh, Howard canceled by uh, playing that clip, by the way. Yeah, we should uh, lay down some backstory just so everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, we'll lay down some context here, no doubt. But of course, Stern embarked on his uh, professional career in the 1970s. Holy shit, by the way, 1970s. He's a grandpa. He really started in the 70s? He did. That must have been in the days of when he came out with the uh, record 50 Ways to Rank Your Mother. That wasn't probably until 1985, I believe. When, and when, I still when have he no caught... clue what the hell that means. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. 
But 1985. One of the songs on there uh -huh. was called Howard Stern is God. Ooh. You know, I think I've heard that one. There's a it few. It gives you some idea mm -hmm. of what type of narcissistic right. personality we're dealing with. Yes, he's very, very crazy indeed. He was out of his mind back then, from what I understand. <laughs> so he says. So he says. So he says. And I, again, I got to be honest with you. I missed a lot of the early years of Howard's show. I, I, it wasn't until he got the deal on the E! channel when I became a little bit more familiar with um, Howard Stern. Because uh, you got you to understand, I was just a little boy. Sure, sure. Uh, what year would you say that was? The E! Channel, um, when, 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 I would say 1997, maybe? 1997. Yeah, that sounds about right. For me, it was, um, as you know, I'm a huge pro wrestling mark. Right. This, this was something that stemmed from childhood. I used to stay up late on Saturday nights to watch what was called WWF Shotgun Saturday Night. I recall, yeah. And... What I mean, I'm not gonna get too into it, but it yeah. was a good show. They do it like in a bar, and um, one time they would have like Stone Cold Steve Austin sit at the announce table, or Sunny. You know, uh, I forget what her real name is, but Sunny, the person that gets into car accidents and gets into all kinds of legal trouble. Right. But um, it was a good program anyway. Very different than your typical wrestling. It was at the height of the Attitude Era, and it just so happened to be. On right after a Howard Stern, I believe it was the same as the E show that you were watching, but it was like a version that they were putting on what was Channel 22 up here at the time. And it was watching that show that was my first experience with Stern. Very nice. Actually, when he was on the E channels from 1994 to 2005, and many still regard that as the best period the of yeah. sterndom. I was just about to mention that. That is the timeline where the show was amazing. And I agree. I mean, I've been listening back for years now to the older stuff. Back when Jackie was on. Pretty good. Pretty good. But of course, my favorite era was when our boy Artie Lang was on. Yeah, that's when I really became a fan because previous to that point, I was just watching the the show that we were talking about, the E-Show. But when I started listening in the morning on K-Rock, th this would be the K-Rock era. Yeah. And that's, you know, shortly after Jackie had left. Uh, you know, I at this point, I, I did not know the Jackie years very well. I actually only somewhat recently, the last few years, started to get really into the Jackie years. But my original listening was was the Artie Lang years when it was K-Rock and uh, Tom Chiazano was on there. Yeah. I remember those days. I was like, days, holy guys. crap, this guy's funny. And yeah, this was before ja Jackie. This was before, you know, Artie um, hit the scene and way before he lost his nose. Yeah, <laughs> very sad. You should have seen him when he was uh, at his peak of snorting heroin and when he was on the Anthony Cumia show. It was called the, I think it was called the uh, Artie and Anthony show, I believe, way back in uh, 2017. Yeah, a, a really good idea. Um, I, ironically, I 
saw Artie before I got into the Stern show because I was, for whatever reason, I was a huge fan of Mad TV. Do you remember Mad TV? Oh yeah. Mad TV was uh, great. I wasn't an SNL guy. I was of the ilk that SNL isn't funny anymore, even though it kind of was. I mean, I just had some kind of weird bias against it. I was a, I was all about Mad TV. Like if, if it was Nintendo versus Sega, then it was SNL versus Mad TV. I was hundred percent into Mad TV and, uh, I remember seeing the famous Babe sketch where he had he was running on the beach and he had the bikini top on. And he had like six different nipples. That would be my first Artie Lang experience. Artie's hilarious, by the way. He, yes, yes. I'm you know I'm glad he's not dead. By the way, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and ironically, uh, Norm and Bob Saget, two of his closest friends. I never thought that he would outlast those two. I thought he would be the first to go. Right. Great point. Great point. And what do you make of uh, Bob Saget, now that you've mentioned him here on the program? Do you think oh, he was a, a do you think he was a pedophile, like they say? That's a that's a hard question to answer because I do know that he had a he had a great relationship. And he was very beloved, not only by the cast of Full House, but also by people like Artie Lang and Norm. He was a very beloved guy. And a part of me just thinks that he went into the naughty, nasty humor because A, that's what he was already doing before Full House. B, he was developing a reputation as a goody two-shoes between Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos, where he was doing this very, very um, Disney-esque family style humor that many people found very annoying i think that when he when he went back to the stand-up scene he felt a need to reaffirm his status as a true stand-up and start using all of this you know adult sort of humor so it's it's hard for me to say i i personally know i, I don't I, and i'm the type that you know calls everybody a pedophile <laughs> you I don't call everyone a pedophile, a pedophile. <laughs> well a lot of uh his peers thought he you know might have done a few things i mean let's uh roll this clip here for you daniel all right Colleagues make some disgusting and very worrisome jokes about Bob Saget on the set of Full House. His colleagues again imply that he was consistently inappropriate when children were around. His entire job consisted of saying, take a look at this, which is what he used to say to Mary Kate Olsen in her dressing room. Oh. You should have been called Blackjack because you hit on the Olsons when they were eight. You didn't stop till they were 21. For eight seasons, half an hour a week, Full House kept pets off the street. <laughs> fact three of them were on the show <laughs> after all these years i'd never met the olsen twins he introduced me to them i said to him how do i tell them apart he says ashley swallows oh shit yikes i like the dramatic music and uh, that guy's voice by the way there was one particular <laughs> joke that Bob Saget told one time, and I believe I saw it in a YouTube clip of somebody that was kind of accusing him of this stuff. And it was it was some really sick stuff. It was it was a very long joke about like, like molesting some little boy or something Damn. like that. And I, I thought to myself, how could anybody that's not a pedophile make a joke like this? 
And, but I, I also remember Gilbert Gottfried used to make some pretty sick jokes too. And he had two daughters that grew up to be very healthy and happy. So I, it's hard for me to say some people take the comedy too far. Right. And of course, you know, I, I think those were from comedians, you know, making jokes. Not to be yeah. taken seriously, but you know how people are on social media. But there is the fact that when you're part of these Hollywood circles and you're on 20 different types of drugs and yeah, you never know. You yeah. This, yeah. This, some of those jokes, it just made me feel like he's a little bit too comfortable with the topic. That was a little, little, uh, a little crazy there. But let's not forget, this is a great time to segue back to Stern because the Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen saga was a major part of the Stern show. They right. actually had a clock on the show counting down until they turned 18. Howard, other guys on the show, especially Howard, he would talk about wanting to sleep with them. And, and I mean, I don't specifically what he said, I don't remember, but there's a lot of talk about being in love with Mary Kate Olsen and wanting to date her and wanting to have much to do with her even before she was 18. I remember hearing something like that uh, and uh, coming across something like that. Year, it was audio, but um, I, I had uh, completely forgotten about that. So thanks for reminding me about that. That's, yeah, that's pretty creepy, by the way. Th this is another thing kind of coming from the, the Reddit channel. Um, there's This is one one instance and keep in mind howard's been on the radio for a very long time but there was the mary kate and ashley olsen stuff he did make a very creepy comment towards sarah michelle geller one time about her having a shaved bush and how much he preferred that and said that that was so great because shaved she was bush. like a like a like a underage person or Yikes. something like that once again i want to be careful here i don't want to put words in his mouth or right. create any complications yeah well i mean all of that all of those all of those uh recordings are all out there though and he for some odd reason i'm shocked that he hasn't been canceled the way society is nowadays he's been able yeah. to be elusive and hang out with all the people he used to hate and trash there's reasons for that oh Part yeah of it is because he's behind a paywall he you know he's done quite well for himself to avoid uh, getting marked like that and you know more power to him He's done everything he can to stay away from getting canceled. If you charge a dollar for people to listen to your show, you can say a lot more because you could always say that this is not accessible to kids because unless they have their parents' credit card, there's no way they'd be able to hear it. And uh, by the way, Daniel, um, you can't see the chat room, can you? Uh, no. If you want to mute um, your your um, browser window there and go to YouTube and you can see some of the animations I've got right now of, of one Howard with that uh, wig blowing up and down. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Yes. I, I think you want to see that. Look at that hair. Waiting for Daniel here to see this remarkable set of hair. Ah, there it is. There's and that. I have it muted, so I won't get any of that awful feedback. There you go. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's really blowing in the wind. It looks like it's stuck to his head with Gorilla, gorilla Glue. What do you make of that? Obviously, he's wearing a wig. 
it's been a mystery to me for quite a while, along with his chin that seems to shapeshift. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I, he actually went through with some sort of a surgery, I believe, as you're saying, this uh, chin. Yeah, if <laughs> it's, it's funny because he has railed against Jay Leno and Don Imus so much over the years, yet I wonder, is this some form of jealousy? Because why does he want to have a chin that looks like these guys? Jay Leno, by the way, has the worst chin I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very large, and Howard's chin kind of looks more like Jay's these days. That chin, though, man, and uh, you know he was a he was a I think he got in what was it like a car accident, right? And he was on fire. I think that might happen a couple times. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm surprised Stuttering John didn't save him. I know, Stuttering John has his own problems these days, I believe. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to bring up John because I feel that the whole entire Stuttering John saga is yeah. really indicative of the type of person that Howard is, and there's a lot of good to say about that situation, a lot of bad to say. There's too much to say in regards to one John Melendez. Yeah, on one hand, Howard... Railed against John or railed against Leno after John left the show. It was mostly against Leno. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that Howard was actually still friends with John after he went on The Tonight Show and he would have John over to him and his wife Suzanne or Susanner, like John would call her at the time. They would go over to Howard's apartment and they'd have dinner with Howard and Beth. And that went on for a while until one day, John went on Facebook and he refuted a bunch of things that Howard was saying about Jay Leno and talking about how, you know how Howard is. He claims to have invented everything on right. the radio and everything in media. And John was saying, no, you did not invent, you did not invent going down the street and asking questions that was actually invented by a guy named Steve Allen, who had a tonight show sort of show a long time before Leno. I actually just learned this recently because I looked it up. But he was debunking Howard and a lot of his claims about about uh, inventing things. And this really set Howard off. And he finally said, okay, I'm done with John. And that was the end of their friendship. And now Howard doesn't speak about John. And John spends quite a bit of time um, saying nasty things about Howard. He says a lot of nasty things in general. And, you know, he had that show going on for a while where he's uh, talking about politics of all things. Left-wing politics, mind you. Oh, I, I tried to get into it. I mean, you know, John's always been an entertaining character to me. And when I saw he was on YouTube, I jumped in there and tried to listen. But it took about three minutes and I couldn't stand it anymore. It was just not only was it liberal left-wing politics, but it was done very badly. He was making a lot of jokes that weren't funny and just being very annoying. You should see him when he interviews a woman that he finds attractive. It's even more annoying. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't take him very long to try to hit on them. Yeah, John is a... His story is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. He has done it all, including having his own band isn't years that, and years ago. Isn't that fucking crazy, though? He's, like, gone so lucky. Yeah, yeah, but he's also had to put himself in a lot of very hard, embarrassing situations. But he's... This is a man with no shame, though. 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose when you when you hang that fame carrot stick, and this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. The whole idea of wanting to be famous. I feel like this is a major part of the Stern Show, as well as the career of Stuttering John and several other people that have been involved with the show. I feel like Howard has kind of used that fame stick to lure a lot of whack packers on the show and get them to jump through all kinds of hoops and do all sorts of things. Of course. Of course. And by the way, if anybody wants to call in, you know, that line is open. If you want to drop in here and talk some shit or say whatever you like, that number is 424-666-2425. Don't be afraid to call in. We'd love to hear from you. So don't be a little bitch. Yes. Don't be a little bitch. Call in 424-666-2425. We're waiting on you. And to jump a little bit into the, um, paranormal oh paranormal esoteric, stuff oh i i have to wonder because these people that want this fame so bad uh-huh. did howard did, did he in a way make a deal with the devil where he decided to sacrifice his integrity and his and his um did, did he sacrifice himself in a way did he sacrifice his shame to become famous it's a great question that is a very good question. And as you know, he wears a tiny hat. So he might have Daniel. Yeah, it just seems like, I mean, without having to cast a spell or some of the devil or anything like that, is it possible <laughs> to sell your soul to become famous without ever even believing in any of this stuff? I mean, Howard's, a, from what I can tell, he's a very devout atheist. He might on some level have some some uh, belief but i've heard him say things like oh when you die you just rot in the ground and worms eat your brains there seems to be a lot of a lot of that talk and i wonder does he feel guilty is he worried that he's going to go to go to hell maybe i know his daughters are very devoutly religious and his ex-wife allison i believe was as well as as was his mom but howard seems to be very anti-religion Well, I think he's always been an atheist and still is. And that kind of reminded me of Adam Carolla, another guy who was a well-known sort of atheist. And now he's quoting the Bible, last I heard. Really? Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that. I think he might be saying those sort of things to, you know, sort of pander to that audience. I heard it does wonders for one's career when you say, God this, God that. It just sort of, uh, you know, it's a virtual signal to the, to, the, to those folks out there. From what I can, uh, from my perspective, maybe I'm dead wrong, but from the outside looking in, and that's how it appears to me. Yeah, that's a and again, interesting thing. And again, Daniel, Daniel, you know, I'm not against anyone's religion or any of that shit. I, I, if you could believe anything you want, it's all good for. It's all good with me. Oh yeah, I can already hear people getting mad about what an idiot I am for believing in God. <laughs> well, no, you you could believe in God. You could believe in anything you'd like. Uh, nowadays, you know, I'm not an atheist. I'm agnostic. But sometimes I can turn a little bit, you know, towards the atheist sort of route. But most days I am kind of agnostic, got to be honest. And I, ironically... Beth, Howard's current wife, is a 
is a Catholic and she comes from a Catholic family. And on Instagram, she often talks about God. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yes, I, I wonder too. And I like this clip here, by the way. Panic black magic. Sick shit. Fucking quiz. <laughs> Satanic what black magic. Sick shit. Fucking quiz. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, clip from The Sopranos. Oh. With Polly. Okay. Oh, yeah. When he was um, in that uh, group there and they started uh, talking about some sort of. You know, dark stuff, he uh, wouldn't have it. He got very angry, as you can tell. Satanic black magic. Sick shit. Fucking queers! No offense to all the queers out there. We love you very much. See how I covered us there, Daniel. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, that's kind of ironic because the show Sopranos was about the mafia, and the mafia is actually a secret society, and they actually... When you get made, people might remember this from, I believe it's the movie Goodfellas, or it might have been Casino. I get them kind of mixed up because they're so similar in some ways. Oh, yeah, the but blood thing. Part. Yeah. What was that? I said the blood thing. Yes, thank you. That's exactly it. When you when you become a made man, you actually have to do a little bit of bloodletting, which is you know very much like a satanic ritual. That's true. They're all rituals, though. If you go to church, you're, you are already practicing a ritual. Yes, definitely, by especially Catholic. And, yeah, by doing all of that, you're already partaking in a ritual, a rather dark ritual. They're all dark. I, I find this relevant to Stern because he's he has that nickname that a lot of people call him Hollywood Howie, and Hollywood is uh it's often associated with the occult. Like yeah. you hear it called the. The Hollywood, right? Like the Holly wand. Hollywood Babylon, as I like to refer to it as. Lots of creepy stuff going on. Word. Uh, going back to things that many people know about, such as the death of River Phoenix. The death of River Phoenix, yes. Oh, yeah. He should have stayed he away. Was, he should have stayed away from all those actors. He was hanging out at Johnny Depp's club called the viper room yeah. where johnny depp was present and i believe johnny depp was actually playing the drums with the red hot chili peppers around the time when river passed out and died on the sidewalk outside that's another band that i hate immensely here on this program the red hot chili peppers i am plagued by their awful goddamn music non-stop anytime i enter a vehicle and i'm driving around you know, occasionally I will listen to the radio and laugh at, at certain things. But if you live in California, chances are you're going to find the station that will play at least 10 of their songs. Uh, nearly back to back, almost every other hour, you will hear the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And holy shit, I hate them so much, Daniel. I that's... hate that band. I, you know, that's one of the worst bands I've ever heard. Anytime there's a shooting... You know, I'm hoping one of them got dropped. That's like how Pearl Jam is up here. They just play that on the radio stations way too much. They're known as like a local band. So there's just way too much focus on them. And they play the same Pearl Jam songs over and over and over. It's too much, Daniel. It's too goddamn much. Do, do they play Californication over and over and over? You know they do, Daniel. You know 
They goddamn do. Meanwhile, I mean, I'm not a fan of these guys either, but they have a lot more good songs yeah. besides Californication. Well, you know, I wouldn't even say they have any good songs. I, I, I hate every one of their songs, Daniel. You know, I liked them when I was younger, but that's when I didn't know anything, and I was out of my mind back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that a lot. I think a lot of people... Uh, it's kind of like a band like Nirvana, where it's a lot of people's starter band, I guess you could call <laughs> starter it. Starter band, I like that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, it was Nirvana, because they were the local guys, they were the big band, everybody's talking about Kurt Cobain, and I, I feel their music was very excellent, but even Nirvana can get a little bit annoying when you keep hearing it on the radio over and over. I think any any band gets kind of annoying if you listen to it repeatedly, and on the verge of this sort of conversation we're having here, you know, again, I like to purposely listen to terrible talk radio sometimes. And out here, we are able to tune into some very terrible radio. And just the other day, Daniel, I, um, I was sitting down in my living room and, you know, I have the radio on there. And I'm searching around and I come across this Christian radio. It's a talk radio and it's a Christian based one. And everyone seems very nice and everything. But the lady who was hosting the program, she seems like a sweet woman. They were doing like a prayer for this one listener. Well, yeah, for a listener, it was the, uh, a mother whose son was going to take some sort of police sort of evaluation test and this is his seventh time seventh time taking this test so they were uh praying for this guy i just wonder how bad it is i mean if i don't know if they're referring to a psych test or the physical test but either way he couldn't pass couldn't pass it what's wrong with him that's what I'm wondering. He must be worse than Ronnie, the limo driver. <laughs> Seven times, though, Daniel. Holy Sounds like shit. me when I was trying to pass my driver's test. You took it seven times? <laughs> no, it was a few times, but I felt stupid in hell. Oh, no. Well, I mean, that, that happens. Sometimes those tests can be a little tricky at times. I understand that. But the whole background um, psych test, those are really easy to pass. If you fail that, that means you're fucked in the head. Yeah, it's highly likely. That's why these type of tests exist. I'm telling you, that's one of the easiest tests to, to, to pass. I know because I have friends that are cops. Seven times, though. Yeah, not good. Yes, Lilith, that means he's failed six times. Lilith, that's an interesting name. Yes, we got Lilith out there. Much love to her. She's been around... Since the beginning, Daniel, since we were first out in the scene way back yesteryear. Ah, shout out to Lilith. Yeah, she's been around. She loves the show. All good. Uh, yes. P people pray for the strangest things. That's what we see here in the chat room. Yes, people pray for all kinds of things. Yes, they do. And, you know, we love them for that, by the way. We love that sort of thing. We want everyone to have their prayers answered it's a nice thing it's a nice thing but god there damn. was a uh, a school in texas where i think like 
they had 35 seniors and only five of them were able to graduate. So they postponed the graduation <laughs> and same question. Wow. Why, what is wrong with these guys that they can't pass high school? I mean, I myself, I barely passed, but I was a huge slacker. I did not try at all and I still passed. So I, I'm wondering once again, what's wrong with these guys? Some people are just fucked in the head, Daniel. Yeah, it just, it's got to be something systemic. I mean, these schools, they constantly get weirder and weirder. Uh, you know, you I'm sure you've heard of that whole Common Core thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people were, hated that. Well, a lot of when people I hated school. About, a lot of people hated, I, I was going to say, a lot of people hated school in general. Yeah, it, it, well, a big problem with school itself, especially in the states here, uh, the, the culture surrounding it, it's very much focused on who is the most popular. Right, and right now, Daniel, I want to take a moment to sort of pray for that guy to pass that police test, whether it's a physical test or a psych test. So let's have a moment of silence and bow our heads here, Daniel, and let's hope he passes the test. Pray to your gods. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, how could I forget? Pretty old school, right? Victoria says, pray for Pride Month. Yes, uh, yes, pray for Pride Month. Is today is is it Pride Month? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's Trans Month. Trans Month. And we wanted to forget you and your cunt face. That was um Elliot there. Oh, okay. Remember that? Did you we did you hear you about the target? The target yeah, they, they got in. It, the conservatives are boycotting Target. I saw that. I saw that. What do you make of that, Daniel? I think it's very strange. It seems to be a lot of this political theater that's going on. Um, you know, I, I myself, I, I try to stay in the middle. I don't try to get too political or anything like that. But to me, it's all a big distraction. It's all about getting the left and the right at each other's throats. You don't think there's some sort of um, gay agenda going on? I don't want to offend anybody, but I definitely think there's a gay agenda going on. Well, yes, it's very obvious that there's this agenda being pushed down everyone's throat right now, no pun intended. But yes, we are being deep-throated with this sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> yes. And that's nothing against, you know, anybody... Not that, at all. ...that... um chooses that lifestyle it's more uh just not liking uh it being pushed on children that's that's my whole thing right lots of gays out there don't like that you know lots of yes. gays that listen to this program don't like any of the whole child thing including caitlin gender yeah caitlin gender who has openly stated that she is against the things happening in the schools you called her caitlin gender right yes okay good i was like Yes, Caitlyn Gender. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, did she chop that cock off? I haven't been following, but um, a lot of people think that uh, Kim Kardashian is a man as well. Really? That would be kind of weird. 
but you know, cause you know, she was married to Kanye West and well, I, you know, well, he's probably the type of guy that would see that thing swinging down there and just kind of go with the flow. That's what I heard though. I heard, you know, he swings that way. I heard he was into the lady guys. And there's something about a goat there too. Ooh, yikes. Deep rabbit hole yeah. with that. Uh, Th- that's what happens though, Daniel. You get into this business and next thing you know, you're fucking guys, you're fucking animals, you're fucking all kinds of weird shit. But, you know, we're kind of getting into the, you know, the paranormal stuff a little bit, conspiracy stuff. And sure. that's one of the things that made me sort of fall out of love with Howard Stern was how he was so critical of, you know, our, our type of people, like the people that believe in conspiracies or at least are interested in them or, you know, the truth movement or yeah. you know, people that the, the way he was rallying against our people, so to speak, that was a huge turnoff for me. That really, mm. I, I kind of set me against him, I guess. Which comment specifically, the thing about podcasters or just in terms of conspiracies or what was uh, it? Specifically when he was saying that a certain group of people should die for oh. not participating in something that we don't want to talk about. That's kind of uh, reminds me of that JFK Jr. gentleman. A few years back, he was really adamant about climate change. And he, he was even saying, if you don't believe it, you should be locked in a cage. Yeah, see, that type of stuff, that's such a turnoff. That, I mean, to tell people to not think or not investigate or not research or not have an yeah. opinion of their own, I can, I, can never, I, can, I can never accept that. Art Bell, uh, Art Bell called us wingnuts. That's what uh, Lil, Lilith uh, is saying in the chat room. And yes, that is what he would say. Yeah, you know man this art bell thing it it's unsettling to me because one of the reasons i actually ended up leaving bell gab and disassociating myself with that was all the hate against art bell after he passed away and but at the same time i understand it a little bit because i do know there was that thing with the billboard and him right taking people's money and all that yeah and i i definitely you know that that's kind of disgusting um but like Howard Stern, he was a very three-dimensional character and he had his ups and downs and he was very, um, you know, he, he was, he had a big personality. Yes. And, you know, I briefly talked to Art right, right before it ended all. You you talked to Art? Yes. Back on uh, Boomer Book. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. We had a little conversation. He actually enjoyed this program. Oh, that's awesome. Which is quite an honor. But again, you know, I I love art, but uh, his personal life has always been a little weird to me. Well, there was a thing with him suing. Oh, man, I'm having such a hard time. You're referring to David Oates. Not David Oates. It, it may be related to this, but it was the, the gentleman that was an ex-FBI director. And he would. No. He, he has all these speeches about, you know, the FBI being a Paul. Uh, involved in pedophilia and all that stuff and art was suing uh, art was suing him was his name ted gunderson i don't recall that that lawsuit oh yeah that was a nasty one i just know that anthony katis did have a sexual relationship with a 14 year old catholic schoolgirl. by the way oh my god that's terrible oh yes you can look it up, by the way. It's all a matter of public record. 
And uh, even right here on uh, Google, the most popular place that everyone likes to go to for whatever reason, you can even go there if you'd like and pull it up. So, you know, we're not making this up. It's not slander. In his 2005 autobiography, Scar Tissue, Ketis recounts his sexual relationship with a 14-year-old Catholic schoolgirl, and Ketis was 23 at the time. That's disgusting. By the way, I put the link to the Ted Gunderson Art Bell story oh, in the shit. chat just now. Okay, very good. Very good. I, I didn't even I don't even remember that one. Yeah, it's complicated. It's not easy to understand. So holy shit. Okay. If anybody's interested, definitely take your time reading that. It, it kind of made me wonder about Art Bell. I'm telling you, anyone who goes to the Philippines is a little shady in my book. Just a tiny bit. Just the hair. And then there was that weird stuff that was happening towards the end where people were firing gunshots on his property. Well, you know, I had spoken to one of his producers and they didn't even really believe that. Oh, really? Yes, let's put it that way. There was no police record. But what's with these guys like Howard Stern, Art Bell, where they start off normal and they get along with people, but as they get older, they start to become very kooky and they start to become like Howard Hughes. That's another guy. That is another one of them. A lot of these personalities, I don't know what happens to them. I, I don't understand it. It's But I could say that me, I'm trying to like learn from people like Howard or Art. And one thing that I have learned is that I don't want to be like Howard. I don't ever want to be somebody that loses touch with the people that listen to me or my show i don't ever want to be somebody that completely disregards fan service and does not take the fans opinion seriously right i hear you yeah you, and, you and also, also don't want to you also don't want to go to the philippines either <laughs> if it's cheap enough i will it's pretty cheap out there oh it's really cheap uh, i mean i'm sure it's a pretty nice place to go visit but um the men that go out there they're doing a lot more than just that well it's one of those things where you can live off of about 400 dollars a month so you can live you can live even cheaper than you can live cheaper than that out there dude probably but as somebody that's not a big fan of work as somebody that's a little lazy and wishes he could just podcast all day hey that sounds not so bad you can go there or Mexico. You could go there or Mexico. You could live rather uh, cheap out there. All People good. want to come from Mexico to here, but I want to go from here yeah. to there. You want to go over there? You want to go with Jesse Ventura? Exactly. Off the grid. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not like the police do anything around here up in Seattle, so I might as well move to someplace where the cartel is in control. No shit. I, I know you're out there in probably one of the worst major cities you can possibly be in outside of like los angeles uh, i'm pretty sure it's worse here than los angeles at this point yeah i would say it's pretty bad where you're at it's bad uh around these parts but seattle that's that's a worse than san francisco right now i think i think we went up to you guys when we yeah. came out with the law that the government can take your kids away that's pretty good yeah, I would say Although, that's pretty good. 
Although you guys got us with the laws about electric cars and no gas <laughs> generators and stuff like that. That's true. And I also got to say, you know, some people shouldn't be breeding, by the way, Daniel. Like me? Well, I mean, I think perhaps you'd be a lot more responsible than a lot of other people that actually have kids that have no business being a parent. Are you talking about the parents that fight at Chuck E. Cheese's? Everywhere. There's a lot of uh, shithead parents out there. Lots of people that I don't think should have been breeding to, be, to begin with. I think here in America, I think you should be required to have a license to breed. Yeah, I, I think that if you're going to be a parent, that you should at least act like a parent and not get in fist fights with other parents or with <laughs> other children. And, yeah. Don't act like a child is basically what I'm trying to say. Right. But unfortunately, there's lots of those people out there. Lots of people out there. I, you know, I'm out there in El Centro and I go to like a supermarket and I see like this, this woman with multiple kids running around and I'm disgusted, by the way. I'm like, we got to get rid of these people. Too many, Daniel. There's too many too many people on this earth yeah that's a problem that we've been having I, I read somewhere that i think it was back in the 60s or 70s they took a survey and there was only what about four billion people on the planet at that time and now it's doubled it's doubled i'm waiting for that you know what that that potion to take out even more people that's what i'm waiting for daniel as cold as that may sound but you know, I think this place is a little too overcrowded for my taste. Well, when you, don't get me wrong, people out there, but when you look at the statistics of how many people there are out there and how little resources there is and how fast the population is expanding, the fact that these super rich people want to get rid of a big chunk of the population, it almost does make a little bit of sense. It makes plenty of sense, but we're not friends with Bill Gates here, by the way. No, no, I don't approve of any of that stuff. I'm just saying that right. you, when, once you know all the facts, I know a lot of people will say, oh, it's all a myth, like there's tons of space in Canada and stuff like that. But um, as far as the resources and the supply lines and the water and things like that, we cannot, we cannot continue to support an ever-exploding population. I agree. I agree, you know, and that's what we're seeing uh, in Japan and other Asian countries right now, lots of birth rates falling, declining. Lots of people don't want to get married. They don't want kids out there. And we're seeing that here in America, too, slowly. I, I don't think that it's right to... I, mean, I, I consider this... I mean, people probably say I'm very religious, but I consider this to be the end times or last days. And I feel that it is a sin to have a child during these times. I mean, your, your, your kid's going to have to go to public school and be put through some very weird brainwashing. You know, that's one thing I also have in mind. Not a good time to have children in, in this sort of climate that we're currently in right now. Yeah, I agree completely. Why would you have kids? I know a lot of kids are accidents, probably the big majority, big, uh, majority of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why would you want to bring children into a world where these particular issues are going on? I, I just can't imagine. I, I would be so worried about them being influenced and, you know, being pulled into some of this uh, demonic nonsense going on. Absolutely. And uh, we sort of uh, jumped off track here a little bit, um, Daniel. 
Just a tiny yeah, bit, but yeah, that's definitely. okay. Let's let's get back on track. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, we'll we'll bring it back around, folks. Don't worry. We'll get back into the Howard Stern vortex here in a minute. But yes, uh, I agree with Cindy in the chat room. She says not a good time for public school, and uh, yeah, not a good time for public school if you have children in public school. I feel a little bad for you. Got to be honest. Lots of um, lots and of. Uh, lots of crazy shit going on with the schools right now really you know clamping down on that agenda and uh warren forrest uh, he makes a good point in your chat japan's birth rate has been in decline for a few years now that's interesting to me because it makes you wonder what is different about japan where you know all these populations are going up everywhere and then they seem to not want to be having kids is it because they're too crowded in the first place or just like video games too much what's the deal there yeah they are limited to to i think like one kid out there if i recall correctly that might be china i don't know japan china it's one of those those nations that um really limit the whole kid thing and, and uh great britain i believe if i have this correct they are also having a decline in population whereas most of the world is having a great increase that might be another one. That might be another one. But yes, declining birth rates are happening right now. Uh, maybe it's the economy. Maybe it's something to do with education. Maybe it's changing social norms. I'm not exactly sure what is the main focus here. Well, this is actually a good topic because... Um, like this brings us back around to Bill Gates, who sure. was who is actually a focus of our conversation. So yes. Bill Gates has given away some clues to how these people kind of think. He said things like, "We need to curb the birth rate," and I think that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Between the you know the um, the thing we don't want to talk about on here and several other things going on with the environment and the school systems and things like that. I think that they are successfully doing what they want to do, which is not necessarily kill people all at once, but curb the birth rate backwards so that we're not replacing the people that are dying. And that can be done slowly and selectively versus something that would be overt that we'd all take notice and say, hey, you guys are killing us. Right. And of course, we have Bill and Melinda Gates who announced their divorce back on uh, i think it was may 2021 i believe it was and there was lots of speculations that jeffrey epstein was one of the main causes of it all yeah i'm sure linda is more privy to certain information that we don't have anybody that's part of those circles is going to be aware of these things more intimately like you know we can go back to Donald Trump and the fact that he was also friends with Epstein. Yeah. You know, he'll downplay it now, but he was friends with them. He was friends with, he actually wished his lane well when she was getting into trouble. Right. And right now in the chat room, we do have a photograph of one Jeffrey Epstein's uh, front and center. And to Epstein's left, we have Mr. Bill Gates there. And of course we find out now that he was in fact blackmailing Mr. Gates at one time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big part of what was going on. A lot of this was... Blackmail. I mean, a lot... Yeah, exactly. They mm -hmm. get 
you know, they get you in a room with some teenagers and you're all excited because this is like forbidden fruit or something like that. And, and then they're filming you the whole time. And they announced afterwards that they've got you on film with a 15 year old. And then you're fucked. Yes, you are fucked indeed. Ooh, that Bill Gates and that Epstein, those are demonic beings in my opinion. Yeah, and you can look at the other things that we were seeing around the time, like the entire Allison Mack Nixon saga. Oh, yeah. That weird cult. And the fact that it was tied to the 13 elite families, specifically, the I believe, the um, Bromfen family that was uh, related to uh, that drink, the... Uh, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was like a Alka-Seltzer or Seltzer or something like that. Oh, I didn't even know. Uh, yeah, they found okay. some very strong links to Damn. Uh, the elite families. Yeah, All, all of them. You got to admit, any any of these people that r- rise to that sort of level, you know they're shady as fuck, Daniel. Oh, yeah. They were I, I allowed that... to get that big. You know, you're yeah. only allowed to become a certain way. And it's hard for me because I see it everywhere and I feel like these people are laughing in my face. Meanwhile, 99% of the population does not believe that they exist. Well, a lot of the, a lot of people out there, they want to go on throughout life that way. You know, they want to be, you know, sticking their head in the sand and just sort of going with the flow, not really caring about anything else. Yeah, it's 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 hard though because like these celebrities constantly covering one eye and putting some strong symbology out there, whether it's Megan Fox or Miley Cyrus or even Eminem, they all put those clues out there and people just say, Oh, they're trying to get attention or they're trying to make it seem like they're part of something. And it's like, no, that's not it. These people literally are part of a cult or they're at least controlled by this cult and it's very real i was gonna say do you think maybe that's not their doing but uh the the director's sort of uh idea of making them do these sort of things and they're just sort of you know they have no say or do you think uh otherwise daniel uh this is a this is something that is hard to say because i know that there are certain photographers like there's um, a specific actress, um, Mila, jo- Mila Jovovic from the Fifth Element. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? The girl mm-hmm. with like the flatter chest, but she's really pretty and everything. <laughs> with the flat chest. Yeah, and she was in some movies and stuff, and and part of photo spreads that were very uh, pedo-ish, and the fact that this was even going on plus the fact that there was this very well-known photographer that was taking pictures of her and this particular photographer is known to be tied to you know this illuminati stuff and that makes me think well is it mila that was part of this cult or is it just the handlers like the photographers and the management and people like that it's probably a mixture of both like certain ones like madonna are obviously more in the know. She kind of openly says say, says things. Like when the uh, whole COVID thing was happening, she was throwing a lot of code out there for people that are more in the know to understand. Ooh, that Madonna, by the way. What the hell happened to her? 
yeah, like when it was, you know, all the all the uh, COVID and everything was going down, she pops on social media and she's putting on that eye patch with the X on it. Right. You know, the, the whole one eye symbology. And she's saying, oh, this is not bad. This is great. It's a great equalizer. Everybody's going to be equal because, you know, it, she says in one of her songs that she was performing not long before, then everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die. So she's she was very aware of the great reset happening. And now we have one flat-chested Mila there for you. Yeah, and I love The Fifth Element, by the way. That's got to be one of my favorite movies of all time, especially the Chris Tucker performance. But <laughs> what do we see in that movie? Another black man being put in a dress. That's true. Good point. Very good point. I'm not sure why Hollywood likes to do that. But anytime uh, you know a black actor makes it somewhat big, there is a director there wanting to put him in a dress. Oh, this this goes back to ancient times and uh, basically a war between bloodlines, between, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to get racial here, but it's basically, be, be and, and not that race has anything to do with whether or not you're a good person, but there really was an ancient war uh, be, between white people and black people. And I believe um, we will be joined by a caller here. They were just, they were just calling, and I accidentally hung up on them. Um, caller, go ahead. You are live now with myself and uh, Daniel here. No, you guys sound like nice people. Why are you afraid of having children? Afraid to what? What? Oh, afraid to have no, children. No, no, have oh. kids. Yeah, you, you two should actually go out and breathe because you're smarter than other people that we see. So we should go and fuck a bunch of girls and get them pregnant. Is that what you're saying? Probably. It'd probably be nicer if you actually just had like a wife around that kind oh, of Oh, okay. Just a one, one uh, gash kind of guy. Well, have you tried otherwise? Well, yeah. I can't afford it, man. And you have multiple. Kids are too expensive. But yeah, kids are expensive these days. I mean. Well, that's know. why. See, like basically... As soon as I, I had a kid, my first kid, I decided to go ahead and just take the rest of my life off and go ahead and make a bunch of money and then just do that. Well, a lot of my friends or people I know, acquaintances, they kind of act a little jealous of me because they have a few kids and they have to spend all this money and time on their kids where I can just, after work, I can go hang out at the record store. On the weekend, I can go to the beach and go fishing and do a podcast no, and do whatever I want. Yeah, but you see, that's when you take your kids along with you so you know how you are. But then I got to watch them all the time and I don't get that. I, I guess I'm a little bit selfish in a way because I want to be able to devote all my money and time to myself. Well, that's, yeah, that's just it. Yeah, see, I have three. I have three adult kids, and I raised them through the '90s. And how I got through the end of uh, grade school period was I would just go ahead and make them breakfast in the morning, and then play um, Alex Jones. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I, that's kind of cool. You're, uh, indoctrinating them with the truth early on. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty cool. While you're making breakfast, because you need to make sure that they actually get out the door with the, like actually some good food. Right. These are the things that we do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I power to you. I think that 
having kids can definitely make you a better person. Right. I just, it would drive me crazy. I can, I honestly, I can barely take care of myself at times and having to worry about others. It's just that, maybe if I met the right person. No, the, the, the right, the right person would be the thing. Yeah. I mean, I would have to be very like deeply in love and meet somebody that's like just the greatest ever for me to take that step. And, to be quite frank, I've I've tried and I've tried, but I have not met my person yet. Oh, and so online dating has not worked. Online dating, in-person dating, it just I've had plenty of opportunities and I've I've met plenty of women, but they're all crazy. What can I say? <laughs> he was on okay. uh he yeah, was on but you see, but you, see you, you live in the wrong gene pool. Oh. <laughs> uh. It, it's too goddamn expensive right now, especially if you live in California. Uh, I'm just not in the uh, position or place I'd like to be if I ever had a child. Um, furthermore, I mean, again, not the right time to have a kid. Not in the I year 2023. The time to have kids is right now because when you, when you have kids and your kids are actually raising through like being raised through this period of time that we're looking at. Yeah. They will be the better generation. I think that we, Michael and myself are similar in the sense that I agree, but that sounds, uh, I agree with the caller here, but that sounds more like wishful thinking. I mean, if I have a child, let's say he turns out like, uh, like one of the school shooters out there, like a Nicholas Cruz out in Florida. And I, I think you and I, we both kind of have the same um, expectation where we are trying to, you know, make something of our programs and we have certain goals and uh, we, we would probably be thinking we'd have kids after we reach a certain level, right? Right. Who knows? Well, what, 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 know. what age is that? Um, <laughs> like like uh, Howard Stern's age, like 80. <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm gonna be like i'm gonna be like robert de niro having a kid when i'm like 90 well that's the Please thing about don't. being a guy you can do that <laughs> jesus christ what a conversation you can spread your seed I, even when you're in your 80s that, you you're right bullets in your gun yeah by then i will be dropping loads in uh ai uh robots uh, you know didn't a lot of those guys in the Bible have kids at a later age? Right. We'll have a little AI baby. Huh, Daniel? Oh, definitely. We'll have a little, I mean, we'll have a little uh, android child out of fucking Star Wars, you know? And when it gets annoying, you can just... You just fucking it throw it away. Throw it down the fucking blender or some shit. Then it'll turn into Chucky and start terrorizing <laughs> Right. Everybody. It'll come back. Speaking of, uh, have you heard of uh, this guy, Hasabula? Oh, my God. I, again, <laughs> this weird fascination for children is fucking gross to me. You know, I see that little thing and I want to fucking punt it out, out of the window. You know he's like in his 20s. Right? Yeah, he's like fucking 40. He's like, yeah, he's like 22. And Dana White loves him. Oof, gross. If you Dana liked, White was trying to get him to sit in his lap. You know, if you like that, this like these little whatever that thing is, this little mongoloid baby... If that's you out there, don't listen to the show. You're not welcome to listen to the show if you like that. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We don't like that. That's not normal. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, Hasbula, no, no. whatever that it's, shit it's is. Just, it's just a matter of living life. Well, it sounds yeah, like I you mean, lived you lived a great life, it, se it sounds like to me. 
Oh, I've been That's through hell. Thing. You've been you've been through hell. Of course. What, why? That's the way it is. What What do you mean, though? You got to give us uh, some detail here. You can't just say I've been living I'm, hell. I'm not going to give you any details. No. Well, why no, not? Michael, Are you scared? You what happened? Details. No details. Well, generically. Yeah, I mean, you could give us details. Oh, zero, zero chance. Zero chance. Oh. There's zero chance on this one. Mm. I'm doing a startup business right now, and this is not the appropriate time. Ooh. Well, I thought you said but, this but, was know, the... I'll tell you about this point. some other day if you want to call me or something. That's fine, because you okay, know my brother. number. I got you. Well, yeah. I want to okay. comment on that real quick, because... Get in there. Uh, you know, because there's, there's another aspect to this, what I'm saying, and to be fair to all the people out there that do have children having to pay for kids can actually be very motivating in terms of getting raises, finding better jobs and having to make the money so that you can make ends meet. That can kind of kick you in the butt too. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing is that, all right. So on kid number one, I was actually working as a welder because I was doing pig and mid welding. And then on uh, when kid number two came around, yeah. I decided that in the meantime, what I should do is just go ahead and like make up my own business and go like form my own business. Mm. Okay. And so that's in the back in the nineties. So then um, by the time kid number three came around, the, um, the outrun on that was moving from the favorite place that I lived at to a house I hated because I had to replace everything inside the house. Then from there, moving to a house that was far too expensive to have kid number three. Mm -hmm. And that's just how you do it. And Unless they you want to move out like rural. Huh? Oh, I Sorry. just said they can take care of you when you become in your 70s and 80s, you have somebody there to live oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's just it. The kids the kids these days aren't taking care of anybody. Well, that's what I'm saying. You never know what you're going to get. It Life is like a box of chocolate, like our friend Forrest Gump said. You know, we could raise the next school shooter, and what makes you think that your children aren't even going to look after your old ass? Oh, it doesn't matter. You never know. They might. At that point, you've already gone through the entire lifespan of like two other people that you've ever met because seriously like you know I, I don't know like by the kids by the time my kids went through like even grade school i probably at that point from other people that are like adult children i've already lived like four lifetimes <laughs> and that's the trick that's the trick because you've already ran through all of the other things that you have to do when you like that, like you're around things that you have to take care of and make sure they're okay. That's the parenthood theory. And that's the old school people that you see that have kids that they actually trust. Now, kids I would probably days, be one of those like, awful coach dads that <laughs> tries to make their kid be like the greatest oh. baseball player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that was my oldest son in the sixth grade when there was a um, oh uh, a coach dad, and then four of us uh, adults that were in the room at bas at a basketball game went ahead and just cornered the guy in the back and made sure that he never showed up again. Oh dang! Yeah, that sounds yeah, illegal. These are the things that you do. 
What did you say to him? Basically, well, him and his him and his obese uh, wife was there, and they was they started mouthing off to us. Oh shit! And so then, um, yeah, no, they they were actually particularly mean, like people, like the stuff that you don't have around your kid anyway. And so yeah. we all caught on to this, and so basically we just made sure that they were no longer the coach as of that day. And then they left. And that was okay, it. Okay, so this wasn't just a coach dad. This was the actual coach of the kids. Right. Oh, dang. Well, that's different. No, then this you is need the stuff you do. Because this is why you have kids around, because then it teaches you other things. Yeah, I, I believe that, definitely. I mean, I, I consider myself to be a little bit immature for somebody my age, well, and it's probably well, no, because you I two, have not you two are not, No, 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 you two are not stupid. That's the only reason why I'd even bother to call in, because you two actually have an incredibly high IQ, and if anybody is out there listening, you you are the two that should actually be uh, breeding other kids that are actually that high of an IQ. Oh, he's not lying. I actually do have a rather high IQ, I, you know. Don't like to mention that because that makes me look like a, you know, I don't even want to say the word. It makes me look, it makes me look like a. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Because those, those are the other parents that actually cornered the dude in the corner. Ooh, I just remember these parents when I was playing little league. There's a lot of parents like that, by the way. Oh, I didn't know you played baseball. Oh yeah. Played a lot of sports. Ah, been playing sports my whole life. You have not talked much about. I don't really like to talk about myself like that. Because I always think of you as like a guy that hates sports. No, not really. I mean, I hate watching them, but playing them, it's a bit of different. A little bit ah, different. There's a background story there. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Anyway, you guys have a good evening. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling in. We do appreciate your perspective here on this matter. It's always nice to hear an outsider. What's his name again? Yeah, what's your name? I, I forgot already. I know. I'm easily forgettable. No, no, you're not. No, I just, this is Dave. I'm, Dave. I'm Dave. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dave. Sorry, right, I, yeah. I I forget names. I'm kind of, you know, I forget names. No, I'm, I'm horrible time. Okay. Well, that's why I'm asking, because it's a good conversation, time. and I want to remember who it was. No. Do you want more? What you got? Yeah, what do you got? Well, I don't know. You're talking about Howard Stern, and <laughs> I, never got, I never got that. There's a dog in the house. There's a dog in the house. Sorry about that. A fucking dog Sounds came in like here. A- German Shepherd. Yeah, you're hitting buttons. I'm not yeah. hitting him. There's a no, dog I just, here. I don't know. I I never got I never got Howard Stern. That what do you mean never? never a thing. You never cared for Howard Stern, in other words, um, and rightfully so. He's not that great. Much nah. of a pervert. Well, that too. I think that and, and the main criticism. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It just it's just always a mess. See, listening to listening to your guys talking is actually better than actually listening to any Howard Stern show. Because even when they were trying to be funny, that was paid for funny. It wasn't just people talking about how people are. 
It's a good point, yeah. actually. Yeah, you make a point. I would have to admit, uh, the show is immensely better than anything Howard's doing right now in his current state. That show is fucked. Uh, I mean, I'm tired of hearing Howard imitate his parents. Uh, you know, every other fucking episode, he's like, Howard, Howard. You know, he's doing all that dumb bullshit, imitating his mom and his dad. Well, now the dad's dead. But he's been doing that for a long time, and it's fucking horrendous. It's never been funny. He's beating a dead horse. It's fucking pathetic. Yep. Anyway, so if, as is. Anywho. You already got it. You got it. Yep. All right, brother. Thanks hey, for calling in. I'll talk to you in. another time about what I'm up to. You got it. All right, good to go. And stay black. Talk to you later, guys. And there he goes. I, I think he was going to say happy Memorial Day, but happy Memorial Day to you, our friend Dave. We love him. Dave's Big a good car. guy. Yes, I know this Dave. He's a great man, a great father. Love the guy. He's been a long-time listener. First, not a first-time caller, but you know what I mean, Daniel. I wanted to, Go ahead, I wanted to bring up something for in it, particular brother. that I was disgusted that Howard did. I'm all ears. Go ahead. I'm not sure exactly when this happened. I believe it was a few years ago, but he had announced that he was going to play Dr. Doom in a new Marvel movie mm. or series or something <laughs> like that. And Is that a joke, Daniel? What's that? Is that a joke? Yeah, he was lying the whole time. He got a lot of people. You know how comic book fans are or Marvel fans are. They hear one little semblance of a rumor. And they hop on Reddit. They hop on Twitter and they get all excited and start talking amongst themselves. But I felt that this was not funny. I thought it was really lame, a desperate grab at attention. And I, I feel like as a prank or whatever he was trying to do, it really missed its mark. Well, there's a lot of things that um, Mr. Mark in my opinion, on that show. Mostly from what came from Howard. But he used to be spot on with that stuff. Like when he would try to troll society or troll the media, right. it would work. It was good, you know, back in the 80s and 90s or the early 2000s. But this Dr. Doom thing, I mean, it was just, it fell so flat. It was it just dumb. felt like yeah. somebody just lying and being lame. I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, I have some third-person, uh, third-party sort of information here, by the way. I was uh, sent this message uh, privately. Um, are you ready to hear this? All right. Yes, this is some very private... Oh, I'm pumping the mic here. Let me push that back. Sorry. How unprofessional. Yes. Now, this was a message I was sent in regards to the current state and the fall of one Howard Stern. And I quote, A friend of mine has an in-law that I met at a party he threw who used to run one of the stations at Sirius XM. According to him, the whole Marcy Turk thing got started after they finally figured out a way to check ratings. Howard always said how millions were listening to him and took credit for the jump in subscriptions when he announced his signing with Sirius and left. The only problem was that coincided with vehicles becoming equipped with satellite radio, so a large portion on those weren't people signing up because of him. It was due to car sales. The numbers revealed that Howard had only around one million listeners, not the 
five-plus million, he claimed. And those numbers didn't mean one million listening uh, constantly. Just that at one point, you know, one million listened. Which, in my opinion, Daniel, that's still a lot of people. Well, yeah, I want to say real quick that... Yes, sir. Yes, I, I've heard I've heard these statistics before, and they're definitely true. And especially what you said about it not being consistent. Each show, he's probably only getting about 350000 And a lot of people have been comparing uh, Howard Stern's recent listenership with yeah. Joe Rogan, who has... Eight, about 8 million subscribers on Spotify and uh, something around 8 million people following him on Twitter. But I, I do want to add to that because I'm not just here to bash Stern. Right. That back when he was on terrestrial radio at his peak in the 90s, Stern was actually way above Joe Rogan. He had something around 20 million listeners. That was a very different time. And I agree. He had a much bigger following at one time. That eclipses one, uh, Joe Rogan, who's about five feet tall, by the way. But that's besides the point. Going back to this. That. Yeah, he's like five foot five. Uh, Joe Rogan, very small, by the way. He's very tiny. Gotta Google this. Yes, you gotta look it up. Joe Rogan, very small, very short. I didn't know he was that short, but he's like five, seven. Like people actually measured the guy before, so he's like, five seven five six and also like his friend eddie bravo he he's like five feet he's like five foot five joe rogan looks like he's five foot eight they claim five foot eight but i don't believe any of that i think he's much shorter same height as uh eddie no i think eddie's even shorter huh we gotta look at photos we gotta look at photos but yes um a lot of people out there Claiming that Rogan, very, very short, very small. He's wearing, you know, when he wears those shoes, he's got the, the lifts going on the on those shoes there that make him look much taller than he is. But yes, Joe Rogan, very small, very short. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge like Joe Rogan hater, but I'm not hating the, the guy. I'm just being honest about one Joe Rogan that most people, you know, they won't go out and just say that. It's just we're just being honest here. He's yeah, fucking I, I short. just get annoyed by the people that like uh, the young men who form every opinion based on what Joe Rogan says. Oh, that's thinks. pathetic. Yeah, there's lots of people out there that do that, and it's pretty gross. Yeah, like, oh, Joe Rogan said this, or Joe Rogan said that, and they think that he's like the best interviewer slash podcaster ever, and he certainly has made some great strides and i do thank him for that but to put him on the same level as howard stern uh that's just not reality it's not reality at all far from it far from it and uh, yes we respect the uh the powerful one joe rogan no doubt but he's made some excellent career moves. he's made some great moves and we we i'm not hating on the guy at all i think that's fantastic but this whole, this whole pedestal nonsense with uh, Joe Rogan, that's got to stop. Is he, I mean, I know he's a comedian, but is he anywhere near as funny as Stern? No, I mean, every other comedian I've ever seen him interact with have, like, you know, I, I've never, I've never seen Joe be funny. Even his stand-up, I've seen a few of his specials, I didn't laugh once. 
Um, I, you know, the guy doesn't make me laugh at all. And it seems like a lot of jokes that comedians say on his, on his program, they go over his head. It wouldn't be that hard because he's only like five foot four. I feel like despite all the criticisms we have, all the things we say, Howard Stern is genuinely a hilarious person. I think he's a lot better than uh, Rogan is. But that's just I my mean, opinion. I mean, some people might think otherwise. They say, well, no, look at all the millions of all the millions he's made, all the listeners he has. Uh, but again, I'm not a star fucker. I don't give a shit about any of that. Maybe we should get into this a little bit because there's sure. a whole thing between those two. Sure, sure. Yeah, they, they had this weird beef at one time. I believe it's because they had, um, I think he was on Howard's show uh, way before he blew up. And I think they brought in some woman and they were saying that he cheated on her and that it became a mess. And that's kind of why he has never been on that program again. It was something like that. I believe that Howard had invited Joe Rogan to hang out with him and his crew. They went to a particular strip club. Right. I don't know if that was scores. Probably. Oh, yes. I don't think they're in business anymore. That thing, but, uh, yeah. Joe Rogan was acting hesitant to like get in there and, you know, get nasty with the women and get the lab dance. The lab dance, and, yeah. And uh, afterwards, Howard was kind of busting his balls and kept saying, oh, you hate women, you yeah. hate women. Because I guess Joe was making comments like, oh, all these strippers are, they were molested, they're this, they're that. Like he was being kind of down on them and their backgrounds. Right. And Howard was interpreting this as Joe hating women. And Joe got very offended from that. And he did not come on the show after that. Ever again. And also, something to know is after Artie Lang left the Howard Stern Show, Joe Rogan was like one of the first people to have Artie on. Yeah. I don't know if that was a little bit of an F you. Oh, you know what? You might be right about that. I didn't think about that at the time, but that might be kind of like a um, sort of like a sideways jab at um, Howard there. You're right. And he's always been really like positive about Howard says, Oh, he's an innovator. He's this, he's that. Right. But there was a recent show that they did like, just like in the past few days where uh, some comedians were on Joe Rogan's show and they were, they were shitting on Howard pretty bad. Mm. And for the first time, Joe was not really defending him or saying anything positive. He was kind of like agreeing with them. Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's easy to take apart the current Howard Stern. I mean, it's not very hard to sort of make fun of what he's become. No doubt. But at one time, you know, he was the man. Howard was the fucking man at one time, in my opinion. I thought his shit was great. Well, there's a reason why, like, at one point in my life, I was kind of obsessed with the guy. And yeah. I definitely looked up to him, like the whole Ninja Shoes forum and all that toxicity that went on in there. Sure. That was very Howard Stern show inspired. But it was funny at the time. I mean, we even, I mean, I mean, I take no credit to it, for it, but... You know, there's a lot of um, notable names that took notice of the form. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely had its day, but eventually yeah. the the negativity and the, the technology kind of passed it up and it just kind of consumed itself. And I, at the end of it all, I kind of like uh, probably how Art Bell or how Art Bell felt about, felt about Belgab or sure. how uh, Stern felt about the the Stern fan network, I, I felt like everybody on there hated me. Remember the form though? I mean, remember all the people who hated me there? People <laughs> yeah, wanted to fight me. A hill. People wanted to fight me. Isn't that hilarious? There was quite a bit of that going on. You definitely made your impact on the community. Uh, yes, I earned my stripes. 
trolling a but, lot uh, of these uh, morons out there. Yeah, and and I thought that was just like the way to be like yeah, it was great. everything. I, I should copy Stern, and he's the guy that knows. But <laughs> as time goes on, you know, it's it. I realize that as a broadcaster, whatever I am, whatever I'm doing. I got to forge my own path, not just try to be a clone of Howard Stern. Right. You have to be your own man. And a lot of that stuff, I do feel like it's on, on the Stern show. I do feel like it's bullying. So in other words, you're not going to imitate your parents anytime soon. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, like some of the stuff, like, for example, are you familiar with the Dana Plato incident? Um, it's not ringing a bell right now. Well, she had actually gone on the Stern show and had an experience that was probably worse than the Anna Nicole thing or equivalent to it. And she actually committed suicide the next day. Oh, yes, yes. I remember the woman who killed herself after yes. her interview. Yes. Now it rings a bell. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the Stern apologists i like to call them they have every excuse in the world why it was not howard's fault and i don't i do not think that it's his fault i'm not putting that on him i'm just saying that you know so, sometimes the negativity you put out there like when you're breaking balls or you're busting on people like yeah. it feels like it's all fun and games but you don't really know how that person's feeling inside right and that was a uh, different strokes yeah exactly yes i recall now it, it was it was out of my mind for a second, but now I, I do remember that was back in 1999. She, and another one. She overdosed oh, no. on uh, painkillers, by the way, after the interview. Yes, yes. And um, another one. I hope I'm not skipping around too fast. It's all good. There was a uh, actress from the show Smallville, not Allison Mack. We don't like her, but uh, <laughs> there's another one that played not the main girl lana lang but the girl that actually played lois lang who was like uh superman's girlfriend when he's an adult but when he was a kid or teenager or whatever it was lana lang but lois lang came on the show later on and the actress that played her went on the stern show and and um, howard was really just like laying into her like apparently there were some rumors out there of her having these like naked sex orgy parties oh shit and he kept throwing it at her and wow. she was getting really upset and i, I believe she started crying and then Howard had Richard and Sal come in there and one of them was like pulling their pants down and he kind of like, because yeah. he was upsetting her, he kind of used Richard and Sal as scapegoats so that, so that it looked like they were the bad guy and they were the ones harassing her, if that makes sense. Yeah, Erica, I remember. Erica, that sounds right, yeah. Mm -hmm, I remember that. Oh yes, and that, that reminds me, I guess it is time to play that clip of one Anna Nicole. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, um, would be a good idea now, now that we sort of, uh, are deep in here already deep in the vortex here. I just have to sort of find, oh my God. Yes. This is when Benji stands up for one Anna Nicole Smith. Let's play that, but let's get rid of uh, Joe Rogan here. All five, five of Joe. Here we go. Yes. Let's play the wig. Look at that hair. Good times. Very good times. Yes, let's hear now this clip. This is from this is from way back in the day when the show was um, really good and when it was on fire. We had some gold fall from the sky. Let's play that clip, Daniel. 
Well, you know, it would work if I unmuted this here and press play, Daniel. So it doesn't matter. We've all been on this. No. I'll get on it. Just get on the scale. It's good for the easy, John. It's no. doesn't want to do it. Benji, what are you saying? Yeah. Wait a second. It doesn't want to do it, John. Just, just cut it the hell out. What are you saying, Benji? Benji, just, no, Benji shut up. All of us have bets on it. it. Anna, just get on the scale. It's no, no big deal. doesn't want to do it. What are you, a moron, yeah, Benji? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. You want to fight about it? Sure, I'd fight she about it. She doesn't want to do it. Benji, what are you, a, a, a nut? man. Are you that in love with this freaking... She doesn't want to do it. <laughs> Look at this guy, Rob. Oh, you're my God. Benji, crazy? Benji, Benji, Benji. All right, Benji, easy, Benji. Benji. John, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave, John. You're going to have to leave. Benji, stop. Benji, stop. Of course, that was in love with you. Of a bit he there. is in love with you. He's being restrained That's a man by who's about in love with three you. different people. Benji, wow. stop. Benji, stop. Benji, stop. Benji, stop. Uh, Benji, stop. Benji, Benji, sit down. Water. Sit down. Benji, sit down. Oh, my God. Look at the commotion you caused, Anna Nicole. Everybody easy, know. easy. Everyone. You know, even though it's a bit there, I mean, the look on Anna Nicole Smith, her face was pretty funny. She was terrified of uh, benji yeah that's that's uh i mean it's on one level it's funny the way that benji's acting and everything but it's it's also sad i can see why people are so it's been a while since i heard this but i can see why people are so upset about that because you know it's it's just um uh, to to degrade somebody yeah. on that level, it's never a good thing. Right. Howard, uh, for those that don't know, you know, Howard was trying to get her to get on a scale. Which you would understand yeah. would make most women pretty upset. And if you listen to Howard back then, it, it's not just that Howard was different, but society was totally different. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like uh, the other day I was, uh, I'm sorry, I was watching one of those old Bill and Ted movies. I'm not sure if it was the first one or the second one, but uh, I think it's Ted, the uh, Keanu Reeves character. He called one of the bad guys uh, F.A.G. Ooh. Yeah. And, and back then. Can't say that, that these days. Yeah. But back then we thought it was funny. Like we thought stuff like that was hilarious and you know Howard had the homo room and all that stuff. Yeah. Back then, you could say certain things, and Anna, Anna, sorry, I can't talk to Anna Nicole Smith was one of these characters. She was kind of hated by people, similar to like O.J. Simpson, where she was considered one of these nefarious characters that you know she was just using this old guy, this eighty-year-old guy, to make herself rich and all this and all that. But even if she was doing something wrong, it doesn't, two wrongs don't make a right. It doesn't yeah. mean it's okay to degrade her like that. Right. And uh, again, furthermore, Jan Z very, uh, trying very hard to cancel Howard. And this is a bit of a compilation of different things that they found rather inappropriate. And we'll play that here for you as we wind down. Almost time to get out of here, Daniel. And I do want to thank you for hanging out with us here. But we got a little bit more to go before we let you go and shut the shit down. But yes, here's this clip here, Daniel, that Gen Z has been pushing hard on TikTok, that Chinese app. Here we go. Mm -hmm. What do you wear, a thong or a... Mm -hmm. You do? Oh, yeah. How are you looking at? 
I don't know. You know how you look. What day? That's right. You say something. First of all, your breasts are incredible. No, are they they're not. They're really not. They're, no, they're normal. But when, thank you. When you, you walk down, you on have stage. some people on here with incredible. <laughs> breasts. When she starts doing that moaning, that uh uh, what's going through your head when you do sex? Oh, I can see now. Yeah, and then I can see why you're moaning. Ooh, yeah, you got a nice stomach. Well, that's what I dig. Okay, so I wasn't gonna pander that hard. No, that's fine. What you're wearing. Is my own decision. We're just standing there for a second. Let me look at you. Your body's hot. Howard. I would do a lot to that. Howard. I could make you see things. Howard. Yeah. Did you breastfeed your son? Oh, that must have been unbelievable. That wasn't unbelievable. I was like 19. That's really annoying music that they're playing there, by the way. They should not play the music over. I know. It makes Fuck. it harder to hear. It makes it so hard, but um, here we go. Fucking thing. Milk, right? Oh How much milk? And I said, you, and I'll, I'll repeat what I said earlier, that I, the way you dress and stuff, I don't think you're aware that you're a heavy set woman. That's what I said. I know I'm big woman, so yeah. what? So I was guessing your weight, and I was going to say to you today, can you please get on the scale, and then we'll have an over-under, that's all? No. Why not? Why not? I'm not going to get on the scale if you ought to weigh me. If you get on the scale, I'm serious. That was a little fucked up, though. I mean, she was clearly on drugs at that point. Definitely. And sadly, these types of things have happened quite a bit in Stern's career. There was so many other times when he made people feel that way, including Benji, when Benji was you know, much, much later, when Benji was finally kicked off the show, not kicked off the show, but kicked off air, kicked yeah. out of the studio. I thought that was pretty harsh. I mean, on some level, he may have deserved it, but uh, the, at the end, when they send Benji into the back, I don't know if you've ever watched this or not, but they send him into this little room to work, and they zoom in on his face, and there's like a little teardrop coming out of his eye. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so, again, keep all that audio in your mind that we just played for you. That was Howard then, and this is Howard now. Wish I could call Kid Rock and have him come on the show and just tell me what is it you why are you so upset about this? Like how is it hurtful? I'm really dumbfounded by why someone would care so much that they would blow up a can of, of Bud Light and say fuck Anheuser Busch. I don't get it. Harry, obviously this is not something that is totally new. We've seen these kind of culture wars with brands sure. before. How is it affecting uh, Anheuser Busch and Bud Light? And now I, you know, I went to Google and you're hearing them on CNN. Well, that clip and uh, these people talking about that on CNN, that is pretty gross. And this, what you just played, is the reason why Howard Stern does not get canceled. Because right. Because he is a darling of the left, the leftist liberal media. He is their, he is their darling. He is their guy that they can always count on him saying the right thing for their particular political spectrum. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Well, Daniel, I think I want to read the rest of this uh, note here that I was given really quickly here as we wind down. Um, as we were mentioning the numbers, the millions. Now, as I was saying earlier, this message says, based on that, advertisers wanted their rates reduced unless the ratings picked up. The idea was that having more celebrities on the show would increase listeners, but due to his controversial nature, 
celebrities were afraid to go on, hence the sanitizing of his show began. And then he started getting accepted into some celebrity circles, which is something he always wanted, despite his image of being an outsider. And we can all agree with that. Howard always wanted in with the celebrities. Thus, oh, Hollywood I, Howard was born. I got to say something about this. Jump in there. Okay, so to me, like, okay, Howard says like, oh, you know, Marcy Turk, we changed the thing to fill the show, you know, the whole Pelican briefing thing. You're, you're aware of the Pelican briefing, right? 100%. Okay, so for the people that don't know what we're talking about that aren't like super into Stern, the Pelican briefing was this really cringe meeting that Howard had where he goes up there and he's like, wearing this long shaggy scarf and he's <laughs> putting these slides up <laughs> like, yeah. this, like this PowerPoint presentation where he's telling everybody that, Oh, we got to focus on celebrities. And he's, he's calling certain celebrities friends of the court. Like, right. I don't even know where he got that from. <laughs> that alone is just such cringe shit. And he's saying like, Oh, Richard, you like Brad Pitt. Well, you should be talking. You should be making a fake accounts on Twitter and, talking to brad pitt about coming on the show yeah like that would ever work in a million years but here's my point like howard acts like he had this great idea of of improving his show but if you pay attention to what was going on at the time basically he was literally just copying joe rogan because joe rogan had all these celebrity interviews popping up on youtube getting millions and millions of views it probably made howard feel insecure and he thought well, heck, I should be doing that yeah. because that's how I'll get the listeners back and get people to pay attention to me, even though he's just being a copycat. Exactly. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and let's continue this. The show has some good stuff from time to time, mostly shit involving the WAG Pack, and when bits are focused on the show staff. Again, I agree that's what made the show great when, you know, he was interacting with the staff, blah, blah, blah. Now, furthermore, it goes like this, Daniel. But most of, the, most of the time, it's shit. The musical guests he has on are dog shit for the most part. I don't really care to listen to him interviewing Lizzo and fawning over how talented um, Brandy Carlisle fucking sucks. And I don't want to hear her on the show or talked about as much as uh, she is. He's only got a couple of years left, and the way the members of the WAC Pack are dropping and the show staff leaving, there's less and less reasons why I want to listen to his show. And uh, Robin, for being a news person, is a fucking idiot, and so far off on her opinion on things that it's laughable. My brother still listens a lot, so he'll text me when uh, some when some shit. I like is on. The way he is so condescending to his staff members irks me as well. Ronnie can be an ass at times, but he can also be extremely entertaining, which I agree. Him constantly criticizing Ronnie over him moving to Vegas and the shit with his wedding is Ronnie's business. I don't know why he has to act like everything he says is what's best for Ronnie. And again, I want to say this came... I guess from uh, some listener, a friend of mine has an has a in-law that he met at a party. He threw, who used to run a, one of the stations over at Sirius XM. So this is where that's coming from. So I would have to agree on this guy's uh, view here. I, I agree. A lot of I truth mean, there. A lot of truth there. 
one thing that I also have to add to that is the new people on the show. Oh my God. Suck. Oh yeah. Chris Walden, <laughs> Lit, Sam, Rasan, or whatever his name is. Oh, oh God, don't even get me started. I uh, fucking hate that guy, by the way. With a little bit of credit to Mamet, because I do see him put a little bit of effort in to be interesting, but him and the rest of them suck. Oh, yeah, no argument for me. They are terrible. And uh, Daniel, are you still in the chat room there? Um, I'm flipping back and forth. Looks like there's quite a few comments. You might uh, want to see the uh, pelican there. <laughs> yeah, that throat looks very accurate. That's a. I think that was a taken. I think maybe a few years back, because I could see Artie in the background. So, yeah, he's looking quite like the pelican, and that was a great segment. The bro fight. I love that, by the way. Oh, yes. That is one of my favorite <laughs> arguments of all time. One of my favorite moments oh, yeah. on the Stern Show. I've never heard anybody put Howard so in his place. That was amazing. I really like that one. Uh, complimentary compliments of one Artie Lang. So the premise for that was Howard was bringing on a girl today, Artie. Artie got offended because this was a girl that like had some kind of fat fetish. And he didn't like the position Howard was putting him in. Um, and, he, and he responded and said, how would you like if I brought on some chick that was into geeky pelicans? <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. He was really angry at that. Yeah. And you know what? I always think like, man, that girl was pretty good looking. She was, she was like a 10 out of 10. And if I was in Artie's shoes, like, I don't care if it was embarrassing or whatever, I probably would have went on a date with her. I don't think they were going to go on a date, though, to be honest. It was more of a, you know, of a bit. Um, but it was, it was great what he, what Artie Lang said to Howard when he called him a geeky pelican. That was incredible. I, I thought, holy shit. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, there's another one where uh, Fred and Howard were kind of arguing and Fred kind of called Howard out on because because Howard was giving Fred a hard time because he was having a Super Bowl party and he was like, oh, what are you going to go watch football with a bunch of guys? And Fred was like, yeah, they're just regular guys. I'm like, you, you only want to be there. If K- Jimmy Kimmel's there. Ooh, it's another good one. That is another good one. But yes, Howard Stern. A titan of media, we loved and respected him. I didn't even get to tell you the Jackie story. Um, but really quickly here, I had just finished uh, interviewing Bob Levy, and I was set up to do an interview with Jackie Martling. And uh, before we even went on the air, you know, he was mad at me for uh, getting the time right. And, uh, you know, he's mad at me claiming that I had the time wrong until I told him, go look at your email again. And then he realized that I was right. He was wrong. And the guy blew up on me randomly. He was like, this is a waste of my time. You work for the Howard Stern. Uh, you're, you're in the staff. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's weird, man. That only makes me think that the staff or someone out there has been fucking with them for a while. Oh, they do that. Like a lot of the staff are on Reddit. And when you say something mean, like a lot of times the people responding and getting nasty, those are staff members. Uh, that's what I heard. A lot of staff members around there. 
So it would, it would make sense. It would make sense. I just thought, damn, Jackie, why are you so angry? But I'm glad to but, know that I pissed him off, though. I, I, I hurt the, the joke man. To be fair, if you go back and listen to the Jackie years, like while Jackie was hilarious and the things that they would say about him were hilarious, the guy was very flaky at times. Like he would not show up for, he was kind of like Benji, not nearly <laughs> bad, but he wouldn't show up for work at times. And he was constantly backstabbing Howard and talking shit behind his back and telling people not to let things get back to Howard. And have you heard the whole thing about like when he was making the celebrities that came on the show, like he was approaching them afterwards and making them sign his little joke notes. And <laughs> yes. they'd, have, they'd have to do two of them. Right. Yeah. He was, uh, Howard would make fun of a lot of the, the hacky shit he was up to. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's my only point is that, <laughs> you know, a lot of us get mad at Howard and rightfully so the guy's got some major flaws, but like, at least in Jackie's case, the guy was kind of a wacko. He was really whacked out of his mind. And I got a taste of it. I knew right away why he's no longer on the show. I, I, I felt this is what it's like to deal with this fucking guy off the air. And he's a fucking headache. Let's put it that way. And I believe that was the contention because Howard actually almost brought Jackie back on. And he asked Robin and Fred what they thought of that. Mm, that's a mistake. And they... What's that? I said that was a mistake. Yeah, well, Fred, uh, Fred and Robin put the kibosh on that. They basically just said Jackie's too much of a pain in the ass. He I saw, is. We no. saw what you're going through. Yeah. And yeah, I can confirm firsthand. I felt the wrath. Spell red. Red. <laughs> L S T E R. I a, saw that uh, Victoria Grimes was asking if Artie has fans, and yeah, definitely yeah. Artie has. Uh, Artie's like majorly beloved, probably even more so than Jackie. Yes, Artie will always be beloved. He will always have a following. Artie will always be loved, and that's one of the reasons why Howard had so much jealousy towards Artie Lang. He was super jealous of Artie. You know, he would get all the laughs. He would get all the 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 fame there at times. People liked him a lot more than Howard during those years. They even had a poll, if I recall correctly, and everyone liked Artie, and it drove Howard insane. I remember one time uh, Sarah Silverman was on, and she just, and, and matter-of-factly said that she found Fred to be very attractive and a very sexy man, and you know she wasn't saying anything bad about Howard or anything like that, but Howard got so offended. like He just... <laughs> went into this negative hole where he was just all out of sorts just because she complimented Fred. It's all it takes. It's all it takes before the Pelican gets really bent out of shape. Sad. Definitely. Sad, sad, sad. Um, but yes, I think we can all agree with that. Um, that last thing this guy said about Ronnie, that Howard likes to, you know, likes to fuck with Ronnie a lot. And again, Ronnie is another guy who is widely beloved. Yeah, he's he's a great character. Scores man, um, damn it. I'm scores man. Fuck all this wives shit. <laughs> I'm scores man. I like hanging out with girls. I like hanging out with guys. Oh, I like meeting girls. I like, I like meeting guys. Yes. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> scores man. Uh, Victoria Grimes says, always get Art Bell and Artie Lang confused. I'm not sure how that's possible. Well, that kind of uh, 
brings me. You mean the name? To, oh, go ahead, Daniel. To talk a little bit about, you know, since we're kind of getting close to the end. Yeah, here, we're wrapping up here. Uh, go ahead. Well, I'm just wondering because I see Sirius has had some major signings lately. Yeah. Um, I believe they signed Kevin Hart to a very big deal. Ew. And the latest one was Conan O'Brien. It almost feels like they're trying to replace Howard with Conan O'Brien. Mm, I don't like any of that. I heard a little rumor. Of course, it was from Reddit, like where I get all my other information. <laughs> but I heard that they are not happy. Sirius is not happy about Howard doing the show from home. Well... I don't doubt that for one second. And uh, before we um, wrap this bitch up here, we do have another phone call here. Caller, go ahead. You are live on the air for better or for worse. Go ahead. My God, gentlemen. Hey, uh, is this I'm Max Cole? Voice. Is that who it is? Yes, indeed. I had a feeling it was you. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. A lot of people out there listening are like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. This is a long time <laughs> a listener, first time caller. Max Cole, go ahead. Wait, wait. Is this Man, Max I... Cole or Maxwell Cole? That's a Maxwell J. Cole. It's <laughs> your rap name. This is. This is not Max Cole, the film director. This is a different Max Cole. No, it's uh, Maxwell Cole, um, the um, pornographer. Oh. <laughs> Makes naughty movies. I can be any one of those things, depending on the day. Right. He could be anything you want, Daniel. I like it. Well, for you two, that's, that's exclusive rights. Right. So what's going on, my friend? I'm I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you checked out the show. You know, you are an OG here of of the program, a veteran of sorts. And I'm glad you have found the show. Oh, man, it's it's awesome to hear familiar voices. And one, just because you guys are having a very logical, just a very informative conversation. It's nice, you know, seeing the synergy and the brainwaves sort of go back and forth there as you guys discuss. It's been fun. Some broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very intelligent uh, conversation. So it's been very nice to listen and, you know, mess around in the chat a little bit with some familiar faces. It's really good to see that. Did it make you want to have children of your own? Uh, Never. (laughs) Ah. Uh, Just the opposite. I'm I'm with you on that. I understand. I, uh, I understand. Yeah, the world's too crazy for that anyway. The so world's I think a, I go crazy. Yeah, the world's a little funky right now to be um, you know, dropping loads and badges right now. Definitely. Well, you can still do that. Well, but, sure, but you know what I yeah. mean, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean. T- times may be tough, but Absolutely. the Lord is still with us. Oh, yes. Isn't that the truth? So my god. Daniel um, in the house, I can't believe it. I know right, he can't even uh, believe that he's here. It's crazy. Is this like an AI version of Daniel? Like it actually, yes. <laughs> this is actually not really Daniel. It's an AI uh, program that I bought. And, it's uh, a we, clone. Yeah, it's a clone of Daniel. It's a deep fake. It's like Eminem was replaced. Well, so was Daniel. Yeah, Daniel was replaced here because of Mike. You know, he was shot recently. Um, you know, it was a botched suicide. Uh, yeah, I let's... fell for that because he's, he's oh, a shit. crazy guy and he was... And he has like 13 lives. You fell for that? You thought that was real? Man, I was, I, you know, it was tear, it was a tearjerker. Damn. 
I was well, love Mike. That. I, mean, I like Mike. He's a good dude, and I was looking forward to talking to him again. And then I heard that he had committed suicide, and I was thinking about Artie Lang. I know I was sad at first too. I even I got sad saying that, even though I knew it was a lie. I was shout like, out I, to uh, Mike. yeah, shout out to Mike. We don't want him to die any moment, but uh, I do recall him saying, you know, when we're talking about Celebrity Deathpool, he was like, uh, you know, he even mentioned him in there. Man. And I thought, Mike, uh, you know, you're not a celebrity, so you shouldn't put your name in there. Is he still a Satanist? That was a joke, by the way, if everyone got quiet. Um, yes, he's still he's still a Satanist, yes. I remember he was making that grimoire, and it was, like, made out of skin. It was fucking crazy, right? The grimoire he was making. Yeah, that, that was something that I always really enjoyed going on with Mike, was when we'd get into those discussions about magic. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, do the show again, Daniel, and uh, we'll bring in Mike. It's just, uh, you know, he would have been here today, but he had uh, an assignment to go do. Yeah, he would be great for, like, doing one of those magic roundtables. Yeah, we'll get into that for sure. We'll uh, get right up in there and talk about all that shit. And uh, Max, uh, I'm glad you called in. I hope you've been enjoying this discussion and... uh, any thoughts and opinions on uh, one Howard Stern? You know, it's interesting. I really appreciated Stern, you know, in his early years. One of the reasons why is because he would have such unique guests and guests that you couldn't. Well, you'd see sometimes on the, the daily uh, night, night talk shows. But, you know, he would really ask those key questions and really have unique guests. And one of the things that I really appreciated from him just being in film was that he would uh, interview a lot of really renowned directors. And one of the, like the Quentin Tarantino interview and some of the others uh, that he's had on there, Coppola, he's had some like really very, very interesting directors on there and had some really fascinating films conversations that still cycle on social media right now. So I, I respect that he uh, just did just such a great job of interviewing people and uh, really created, uh, you know, many just think it's broad, what broadcast radio is just b- being so transparent. But then, yeah, as you guys said, I, I really feel the same way. I think things just sort of nosedived and uh, sometimes guys got to know when to get out. Right. That's another and, thing. Yeah. I was going to mention that to both you and Daniel that I feel like he should have maybe retired a few years back. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah, but, you know, as Daniel said, one of the things that was interesting is that I think he he just was so unique that he really created a lot of clones and carbon copies, which which even though that that has its its pros and cons, obviously, but um, I think you need somewhere to start. And I think he just kind of set a a unique trend. of, of kind of just making it making broadcast radio into more of a celebrity like a kind of his own persona and forming that persona and just making it beyond what you would hear on the radio uh so you know you can you could just see him when when he would speak and i think when he speaks and and i think that's what's unique about him but i just like the film discussions that he would have because he gets to some of the meat that others would certainly leave out I, I totally agree and, with that. In fact, yeah. I feel like one thing that Howard has really done wrong 
is he 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 forgets like what certain people have added to his show like people like Artie Lang and so many others throughout the years the, the way that he kind of erases them yep. through history I mean there, there's no doubt that Howard is great on his own and he's great no matter who he brings on here but I mean you you could compare Michael and myself to to you know we're we're great on our own and we both have great shows but like together I think that we're like a, a really fucking good show if you know what I'm talking about absolutely yeah there's a a good exchange that goes back with with the uniqueness of of two different mindsets that you know hash out these conversations uh which which I think is what makes broadcast radio just so appealing in the first place you know it's it's a good platform for open discussion and uh right when you see broadcasters lose lose that or just lose the 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 love the natural i don't know that cuz there's just like this um very organic love and appreciation that I have for it as a listener. Sometimes the hosts lose that and their egos just get way out of control or they become consumed with whatever material that they're on or, or what others have said about them and just never really recover, unfortunately. And then, you know, in our era of, of just everything being so censored, it's kind of hard to be yourself sometimes. Um, so I agree. I think I you've said it all. That. You like that, Daniel? It's almost... <laughs> It's almost, you said enough. It's almost like a type of psychosis, I feel. And I, I brought up the name Howard Hughes earlier, where I feel like somehow Howard hit a point where he just wanted to sequester himself away from all the negativity. Right. And he put himself into a world where instead of being the type of guy that would hang out with the guys and play baseball with Baba Booey and do stuff like that, he just wants to be alone in his castle with his bride that he holds prisoner. Right. And he's completely Beth. lost touch with what his fans want and what made him great in the first place. Right. Fascinating. I agree. Oh, yes. Well, Max, yeah. um, you know, I hate to do this, but, you know, we have to get going here. Wow. What a great, great show to listen to. It was fun. And, uh, it, it was fun. It was definitely a certified hood classic, as they say in the streets. <laughs> this right is on. a certified so hood classic. <laughs> and Agreed. that applies to me because I live in the hood. Yeah, Daniel lives in the hood. I'm shocked. There's He's... so much stuff that I'd love to talk to you guys about, though even down to what's going on with Target now and, you know, just uh, you know, the, the tranny stuff and uh, oh my. so much. The tranny stuff. stuff right now. Oh, yeah. Lots yeah. going on. But, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into it again. <laughs> uh, Daniel will return and we'll get into all this shit again. But once again, my friend, uh, loved hearing you, Max. You know, always an honor and pleasure. And we'll do it again on the other side, my friend. Love you very much, Max. Ma Likewise, man, times 10, a lot of respect for you guys. Have a blessed rest of your, you know, holiday weekend. You, you got it, brother. Take care. Thanks, Max. You too. And there he goes. We love Max so much. And uh, Daniel, you know, we didn't really even get to talk about Beth O. And, uh, you know, some really interesting things came out the last time she was on the show there with Howard. You know, she called in and sort of drew a picture for all of us to sort of see what the other side looks like out there living with the pelican in a mansion 
And it seems like he has all these rules. You got to go to sleep at a certain time. You got to go, you got to eat at a certain time. It didn't sound good at all. And, you know, a lot of people hate being around any of that sort of, sort of, sort of thing. And it made you, made you kind of feel bad a little bit for Beth, but she's a grown woman. She knew what she was getting into when she made her bed with one Howard Stern, but I'm sure it's driving her crazy living with the Pelican like that under such strict conditions you know she wants out i think that marriage is going to end pretty soon my uh mike i saw mike come up here uh daniel yeah i i wanted to kind of talk about beth a little bit because this is one of the main turnoffs i think for a lot of people that have kind of uh you know canceled their subscriptions and whatnot yeah um the movie like the movie had a big impact on me you know learning about the story of howard stern it, it was like eight mile but done way 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 before anybody had an idea for eight mile it was it was like the original <laughs> eight, mile. eight mile i like that yeah it, you know it was telling telling his <laughs> yeah. story and but the thing is that the movie was basically about his relationship and the love that he had for his first wife and how much she supported him Allison. and then ironically yeah. during the movie and when it was hitting its popularity and that's when he was actually possibly cheating on his wife or at least when he decided to cash in his chips for the young blonde model i mean that's kind of disgusting yes the great quote-unquote model which i don't really buy uh lots of people online you know on reddit on his subreddit out there they are saying that you know she was a escort of sorts <laughs> yeah or uh you know i was kind of talking to you this about this privately sometimes they use the word bottle girl which <laughs> bottle is girl. like it's kind of like a prostitute but kind of not it's basically just a girl she either gets paid or doesn't and she goes to these parties with these rich guys and the idea is that maybe she'll meet one of them and then she'll marry them and you know get rich and get spoiled and all that yeah. it's, it's kind of like a thing i didn't really know about it until somebody made me aware but i guess there's this whole subculture there there's a, well, that, that practice has been around for a long time. You know, all the rich elite men out there, they line them up and they take them home. Yeah, definitely. And they have these big parties. Uh, and I think that's how they met. I believe it was at a party. So, you know, I think the internet might be onto something there. I mean, look at Donald Trump and Melania who put them together. You may ask, you might be asking yourself now, well, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yep, good point. Good point. I didn't even think of that. It is very similar to Trump and Melania. But a being, but a boom. There you have it. And uh, the the thing is that, like, I feel Howard changed after he got with Beth. That's when he really took on the Hollywood personality because he needed to provide her with a certain like elite celebrity lifestyle. And a lot of what has gone on since then has been positioning beth in some way to take on some of that celebrity right she's a gold digger she is a gold digger and um, daniel you know there's so much i want to add to this and talk to you about but we gotta go we gotta get out of this as howard would say oh i'm only halfway through my notes we'll have to do a i part know two we're gonna do a part two don't worry we're gonna you know you're gonna come back on here and we're gonna have some more fun but daniel once again you know always a honor and pleasure to have you here it was such a great time. I had fun. I felt like it was 2016 all over again. Yeah, definitely. And I, I wanted to add that we both sound great in this episode. Um, 
I, I, I like to, uh, you know, promote the stream yard because I'm so in love with it, but the audio, audio just sounds fantastic. And I wish we would have had a setup like this back in the day. Sure. And I wish I would have had some sort of a cloud lifter or fethead back in the day, because I, I just think that we both sound so fantastic. And this show tonight was excellent. I agree. I agree. Everything was uh, rather nice. Everything sounded great. I would say it was perfect. Yes. Like that. And let me add that it's kind of refreshing, not just talking about going down the rabbit hole and ghosts and goblins and stuff like that. It was kind of kind of fun talking about something uh, totally unrelated to that stuff. It's a lot better than uh, doing the same thing, you know, talking about the same shit all the time. A lot better to sort of, you know, loosen up, have some fun here. And that's what we're doing here tonight. I hope all of you out there enjoyed it. And if you didn't enjoy it, then go fuck yourself, basically. Um, Daniel, once again, always a honor and pleasure to have you here, my friend. We will do it on the other side. And as I let you go here, go ahead and plug anything you'd like, my friend. Definitely, definitely. So uh, endofdaysradio.com, um, go there, find out what's going on. Um, I'm, I am on a little bit of a hiatus. I get a lot of flack for being on hiatus, but there's been a lot of censorship. You know, I had my whole Discord shut down and um, had some uh, pushback from some of these platforms and I'm just kind of waiting for the heat to die down a little bit, but I'll definitely be back. So um, check me out anywhere you can get podcasts, uh, end of days radio, as well as follow me on Twitter at Ninja Shoes. And I will uh, hopefully be on this program again as well. You'll be back like Arnold, no doubt. Daniel, once again, much love, my friend. I'll see you on the other side. Absolutely. Mahalo. Do it live once again. You got it, brother. Take care. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the one and only Daniel from End of Days Radio. Go listen to his show if you'd like. We would want you to go do that. And, of course, I want to thank all of you out there for being a part of the program, those of you in the chat room, and, of course, those who called in, like Dave and Mr. Maxwell J. Cole. Much love to all of you. And yes, Evan, Keith, Lilith, Stephen, The Other Sider, uh, Victoria, and Keith, and uh, I think I saw Vanessa in there. I saw a few names in there that are quite familiar. Oh, yes, and uh, Cindy, who else was in here? Edwin, Edwin Johnson, much love to you, my friend. Love that. I certainly do. And of course, Steven was in here. Who the hell else was in here? I have no idea. Warren. Much love to Warren as well. You know, he's from South Africa. He's the man who created the artwork here on the program. Much love to him. No doubt. Much love to all of you out there. Those of you who listen to the podcast rendition of this program. Much love to you. And holy shit, what a great show that was, boys and girls. And if you want bonus content material, please go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And yes, that is where gold falls from the sky, my friends. Go there now if you haven't already. If you have not signed up, you are a moron. Sign up today. And of course, if you want merchandise, please go to michaeldeacon.com. I was going to say slash merchandise, but I don't even think that's accurate, but just go to michaeldeacon.com and you'll see the merchandise section. Boys and girls, I had a ball. I hope you enjoyed that one and we shall return on the other side. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Good night.
there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. Uh, hey.